And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over these internets, all over mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And I don't know where to start. First of all, the Ohio situation is really bad. And I don't know exactly why they chose to go this route, meaning to burn the toxic chemicals up. Why Why burn them? Why not just clean it up? I, I don't really understand what the purpose of that was. Let's talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Also, the big game, the match between the Chiefs and the Eagles. The game itself, Super Bowl, wasn't necessarily the bigger issue. You had the, the halftime show and then the pregame show and all kind of stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit, I suppose. Also, Baltimore schools where nearly two dozen of the schools do not have one student that tests proficient in math, meaning at their own grade level in math. That is a serious problem. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, speaking of school in New Hampshire, uh, a school district changed the bathroom policy to cater to trans people. They, they, they say it's the LGBTQ element of P thing, but really it's about trans people. They're banning urinals from the boys' bathrooms. Why? We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. Thank you for joining me tonight. Definitely appreciate you guys. Hold on, let me get, let me get some light. All right, I almost got to put my light on. But you guys are the best audience anywhere. Thank you for being here tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but right here, right here with me live on the show. And I appreciate y'all for that. If you like what you are hearing thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. If you're listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc., please give me a five-star rating, a review, whatever you can. I'd most certainly appreciate it. If you did that for me, that'll help me out a whole, whole lot on these internets. So y'all, please help me out that way. And if, you're, and if you didn't know, this is a podcast you're listening to right now. It'd be available wherever you hear your audio streaming the most. Now, shout out to my sponsors, of course. I'm always give my websites a shout out. Um, and before I do that, I have a PSA for you guys. I always say this. Well, I'm going to say always. I'm starting to say it a lot more because I'm seeing people still email me about this. Every every week I get an email or somebody will ask me, hey, is this you? Should I really send you some money on uh, Telegram or whatever? Listen, whenever I post a video, there's always going to be bots in the comments pretending to be me. But they're not me. There are ways to tell if that's me or not, but just to make a long story less long, if anyone in the comments resembles me and they say, hey, text me on this number and I'll give you some investment advice or anything like that, anything that seems a little bit weird, a little bit suspicious, it's not me. I will never ask you for money in the comments. I, I will never tell you to text me ever. I will never, ever, ever tell you to call me or text me. The only time I ask you to call me is on the show. I will never tell you to call me any other time except for right now on the show. And that number is always in the description box 
always in the video. I will never say, hey, text me on this number, call me on that number. I got investment advice. So please do not get scammed. It may look like me, but I promise it's not me. The bots have become kind of sophisticated. So to the untrained eye, it'll look like me, but it's not. So please don't get scammed. And if anybody, if anything looks suspicious, you know, the best way to go about trying to figure out if that's me or not, go to my website, anthonyblogan.com. Not only can you find all my articles that go with each video right on the front page of the website. So if you ever have a question about where I got a particular um, a data or talking point from, it'll be right there in the actual article in the, in the, in the, in the link section in, in the description section of the article. Not only that, but guess what? When you go to the contact page, I'll have all my ways to contact me right there. My snail mail address will be there. My email address will be there. My other social media accounts will be there. My Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram will all be right there on the contact page. If it's not there, you can be pretty sure that it's not me contacting you. If you don't see a method to contact me on the contact page, if you don't see it right now live, if you don't see me talking that you saying, well, my number is to call me on the show or anything like that. It's not me. So that's just a way for me to tell you guys, please be safe. I'm not trying to be condescending or rude or weird. I just want everybody to be safe. Don't nobody get scammed because, and it's not just my channel. A lot of guys have the same problem on their channel. I, I've seen channels with like 10,000 subs have the same problem. So these bots affect everybody. So you may go to anybody's channel, anything you watch on YouTube, it might be there. So don't send anybody your money. And, and as, a, as a general statement, if you send anybody money, it could be a fellow commenter. It could be somebody in the chat that's not me or anybody else. It could just be a random person. If you send anybody money on the internet and it's not like an official real website and it's not any, anything like that, you're taking it, it, you, it's, it's at your own risk. So if you don't mind losing it, then hey, that's, that's on you. But anyway, thank y'all for being here yet again. You guys are the best. Also, go to my merch website, ablmerch.com. We got the hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more right there on the website. Y'all, please go to it. Also, the best source of news and information is patriotpost.us. Check them out. All my links will be in the description box. If you're listening on the audio streaming, there should be some kind of a description area somewhere. All of what I said just now should be right in that particular area as well. All right. So I'm reading some of the comments right here before I get straight into the topics. We got quite a few things on deck for tonight. I'm going to get to the, um, to the Ohio thing, the Ohio thing. That should be the biggest story right now, honestly. But I think that you got a lot of things. I think you got a lot of corporate interests involved in trying to cover that up. But I'm gonna, I don't want to get to that right now. I'm going to just wait a little bit to, to get to that a little bit later. Cause I'm going to spend a little time on that. All right. But, um, let me see. Yeah, exactly. Samantha, Samantha says, it'll say the creator liked your comment with the big red heart or he replied YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it is. But sometimes the bots can be again to the untrained eye. If you don't know, um, if, if you don't know what, if you're not familiar with what uh, an actual creator comment looks like, you'll, you'll get, you'll get tricked. 
So I, I suggest you just don't give anybody any money on the internet unless you see me particularly talking at you and they say, hey, we're live right now. You can send super chats or whatever. If it's not that, then you're taking, you're just risking whatever you want to risk. And that's just pretty much what it is. All right. So yeah, that, that smoke is uh pretty, pretty serious. But I'll get to that a little bit later. All right. Now, where am I going to start first? Let's start with let's start with Baltimore first, shall we? Let's let's start with Baltimore first. Now, Baltimore has an issue where they said what like two dozen, nearly two dozen schools do not have one student who tests proficient in math, and this is one of those things. It's it's hard for me to really. Some people would just say, you know what? That's just what it is, man. You're talking about these hood schools, these ghetto schools. That's going to be what it is. You can't fix it. Give up. Don't worry about it. But I reject that because I come from these hood schools and we did not have this problem. Sure, there was issues, but nothing like this, where it's not one student. And, and, and we know that what the word proficient means has changed. We're talking about K through 12 because we've lowered the standards so much we're at the bottom of the barrel with the, when it comes to standards, we're very low. So proficient is probably really not that difficult to reach, but yet you have 20 schools without one student able to reach proficiency. And then some of the other schools that aren't, in, that aren't on that list of the 20 schools that are, you know, not proficient. A lot of the other schools might have one or two kids out of the entire school that can test proficiently in math. And again, what's considered proficient is, is bottom of the barrel, bottom of the barrel. Now, okay. Some are going to say that this is an issue. I'm going to address what people are saying the issue is. Because I'm seeing comments right now, and I think that some people are on the right track, but some people may not necessarily be saying the whole story. Now, somebody's going to talk about teacher pay. Um, I think teacher pay can't really fix the problem. You could pay teachers more money, but what's the purpose? Like, I think we covered the situation here. And um, also in Baltimore with uh, Augusta Phil Savage. Um, and the boy had a 0 0.3 GPA, a 0 1.3 GPA. And that was enough to have him ranked middle of the class out of 120 kids in his graduating class as a senior, he was ranked number 60 or 61 middle of the class. He's middle. He's, he's average at a 0 0.13 GPA. Like, and, and what you, examined his record when she looked at what he was doing. He wasn't even going to school. He wasn't even going to school. So, I mean, there, there's a much bigger problem here. Paying teachers more to do what? To still not have kids come to the actual classroom. If you have good teachers, but bad students and bad parents, it, it's irrelevant. It's, it's, you're not going to fix anything that way. You got to have an overall good environment. 
overall good environment's got to happen. You got to have good good kids that aren't out there trying to game bang at 14 years old, that aren't trying to bring guns to school at 12 and 13, not because they want to do a school shooting necessarily, but because they are actively involved in gangs, actively involved in crime outside the school, maybe even inside the school. It's like they bring the streets to the school environment. If that's going on, it doesn't matter who you put in there. You could put the best of the best of the best teachers. It doesn't matter. They're not going to be effective. And the, the root cause of all this, in my humble opinion, is the parents. The parents do not care about their kids at all. Not all, of course, but when you have, hold on, can we, can I pull up a, can I pull up an old video right quick? Y'all, y'all don't mind, do you? I mean, because I, I need to find, um, I, I need to find, uh, this particular thing. Hold on. 0.1.3 GPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because this video, I'm, I'm gonna try to find the one. I think this is it. This this might be it right here. Okay, matter of fact, here it is. This might be it because they it did an interview with the boy who had the very low. Well, oh no, they it didn't. They, they did it did interview him. They interviewed the mother, so they interviewed the mother, and then they showed the boy kind of in the background what was going on, and it'll shock you. Let me see if I could just. Okay, here here it is. This is this is perfect. Right on time. So this is from, I think, last year. Let me make sure I'm saying the right thing. No, 2021, so almost two years ago, about a year and some change ago. This was from back then, and this says students sent back to ninth grade. Listen, listen, students sent back to ninth grade from the 12th grade. At that point, what's the, at that point, what's the point? You're about to be 18 years old in ninth grade. Drop out. You're not going to fix whatever the problem is. You know, they say that if you can't read on grade level by the third grade, you're toast. If you cannot read on grade level by third grade, it's over. The likelihood of you being able to turn that around and make something better is, is almost ne- it's almost impossible. When you learn your first language, you be the most proficient in that first language. As a as a small child, if you try to learn a language later in life, it's much more difficult. You already learned your language. You already are, you already know what you know. You already know what you know. That's just what, that's why people have accents and everything else because wherever they learn their language from is going to have the most impact on them as adults. So if you cannot read on grade level, if you cannot read well by the third grade is over with. But let me just go to the video right quick from 2021, and then you'll understand the complexity of the problem and how it's really not that complex. You're able to identify what the problem is. So let's go ahead and watch this right quick. Tonight, an alarming discovery out of a Baltimore City high school where RIP headphone users. Sorry about the loud noise. Hundreds of students are failing. As Project Baltimore's Chris Paps explains, we found a student who's passed three classes in four years and is ranked near the top half of his class. We're not letting none of this get the best of us. So here's here's the mom. And already I've seen what the problem is instantly. Like she's like rubbing the boy's shoulders, son, husband type stuff going on. It's like, look, this boy. 
is is pretty much doomed. He's going back to the education. Education for him is not is is not going to work. It's not going to help. You might as well just send him to the military. Not military. I don't want to do that. Um, trade school or something. Auto mechanic. Trying to be an academic, reading and writing and all that. Nah. Learn, learn to trade. Use your hands. Play basketball. Do something because education for you is not going to work. All right. Mm-hmm. Be strong, son. We got this. He's stressed. And I am too. Like, I told him I... Playing with his hair. I mean, what are you doing? Like, you're not... Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm getting triggered. I'm getting triggered. Let me just slow down and let her talk. Okay. Let's, let's start from the top and is ranked near the top half of his class. We're not letting none of this get the best of us. All right? Mm-hmm. Be strong, son. We got this. He's stressed, and I am too. Like, I told him I, I probably will start crying. Like, my son is, I don't know what to do for him. This coming June is when Tiffany France thought her son would receive his diploma. And I'm just trying to fight. He like, Mom, what, what was all this for? What did I do this for? Like, don't he get a chance? Do he get a chance? But after four years... Got the PlayStation. Listen, PlayStation, flat screen TV, all of that, but can't read. PlayStation, flat screen TV. Mama in there rubbing his shoulders, playing with his hair. He'll get through this, son. But the boy is about 18 years old and can't read. You see, these are the young boys right here that will have no problem killing you over a pair of shoes over a PlayStation. They have no problem because they don't, it's, it, they're totally brainless. They're like, they're like killing machines. I mean, and, and we wondering why they turn out like that. Where's the, where's the discipline? Where's the structure? You got this woman using this boy as like her, 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 her standing husband that can do no wrong baby in him so he doesn't really care about trying to be productive in life years of high school this mom just learned her 17 year old has to not 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 18 not 19 17 same thing you're about to be 18 your your 18th birthday is upon us your 18th birthday is upon us you're about to be an adult you're about to be an adult in the ninth grade start over He's been moved back to ninth grade. What? Listen, when my dad was 17, he was already in Paris Island in the Marine Corps. I, I just can't relate to this. My 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 parents generation would never. Like my my grandmother and them would would never. My my grandfather, my my grandfather would fight my would would whoop like not just like I'm talking about with a belt. If my if my father was not performing well in school, if he was just slacking off, acting a, it'd be it'd be fists. It it'd be fists. That's what it would be. It wouldn't be, you know, holding your hand, planting your hair. No. Why would he do three more years in school? Y'all he didn't fail. The school failed him. The school failed at their job. They failed. You failed because where where have you been for the past four years of his high school career? Have you not been checking his report card? Have you not been going to the PTA meetings? Have you not talked to him about what he's doing in school, his performance academically? 
how how can you not know what your son's been doing for the past four years in school if you're an active mother and really care about what's going on? You see, when I'm talking about these schools that have 20, where there's 20 schools that have zero kids proficient in math, they're full of mothers and general parents like this. That's the problem. It's not the schools themselves. The schools aren't that good, but how can you have a good school when they're filled with kids that come from these kind of people? They failed. That's the problem here. They failed. They failed. He didn't deserve that. Francis' son attends Augusta Fell Savage Institute of Visual Arts in West Baltimore. His transcripts show in four years, he has passed just three classes. So look, he's only passed three classes. He's only passed three classes in four years. How do you not know what's going on? And I'm playing this. This is an old story from 2021. But the story about the 20 schools not having one kid proficient in math is a brand new story. It just came out a few days ago. And I'm playing this video to illustrate why that is. This is the reason why. Because the parents, that's it. You could pay teachers more. You can have after school programs, midnight basketball, all kind of ridiculous nonsense. But until the parents improve, nothing will make a difference. You're going to have the same stat year after year. You're only going to be able to change the stats if you lower the standards, like what they're doing right now in certain parts of the country, California, et cetera. They reduce the standards so it's easier for you to just go in there, perform in a lackluster way, and it, it, it's, like you're, it's like you're succeeding, but you're not succeeding. Okay? And look, so... He barely passed English with a 60. How is a 60 a D? Back in my day, a 69 was an F. How was a 60 a D? You see what I'm saying? They're lowering the standards, and you still can't even pass. So it's irrelevant. Um, art class, okay, almost a 70. It's a what? It's, it's 70 a C. And guess, guess what he passed and did very well in? PE. Health. <laughs> okay. You could you could play basketball all day long. You could play basketball, but you can't read. Earning two and a half credits, which places him in ninth grade. But Fran says she didn't know that until February. She has three children and works three jobs. She thought her oldest son was doing well because even though he failed most of his classes, he was being promoted. Huh? His transcript show. I thought he was doing well. Yeah, he failed everything. He's failing all his classes, but he's still passing. So he didn't fail a whole grade. Yeah, he failed every class. Yeah, he's barely able to read. Yeah, he's not even going to school. He's chronically truant. But I thought he was doing well because he kept passing to the next grade. All they're doing right now is socially promoting them. They showed that in The Wire where they will continue to pass you through Although you're not really passing your classes because what's the point in holding you back? If they hold if they hold him back, they gotta hold the whole class back and nobody would ever advance to the next grade. Again, he was with with that kind of uh transcript, he was ranked middle of the, of the pack. He was ranked right in the center. Out of 120 kids, he ranked number 60 or 61. Out of 120 kids, he's the middle of the pack, he's average. So, again, if you don't pass him through, the whole class doesn't get passed through.
He failed Spanish 1 and Algebra 1, but was promoted to Spanish 2 and Algebra 2. He also failed English 2, but was passed on to English 3. I'm just assuming that if you are passing, that, that you have the proper things, you know, to go to the next grade. And, you know, the right grades, you have the right credits. As we dig deeper. Okay, that, that's, that's enough of that, because you, you guys can see. You're right. Somebody said I got very angry when that dropped. Oh, I was I was beyond angry because I don't care. Hood school or no. I come from hood schools, too. That kind of stuff right there would be unacceptable. Unacceptable. Like bringing home grades. I got put on punishment one time for a month for bringing home a nef when I was in second grade. A month punishment. Like no video games, TV. I couldn't even read my books I like to read. I like to read a lot of books for fun. I couldn't I couldn't do nothing for a month. I was like in the penitentiary for a month. Because I got one F from my report card. Like, my, my mom checked my report card, made sure I was getting the right grades. If I wasn't doing well, she's like, okay, what's going on? And really, I got that F because I was just lazy. Like, I got straight A's and B's throughout most of the school without much effort. I think I got an F because I forgot I, I didn't do a project. I just did not do the work. It wasn't even that I was having a hard time in the class. You, you see what I mean? So that was... I had people, I had accountability, my mom and dad, grandparents, both teachers on my dad's side. I had accountability. These kids have no accountability. The parents don't care. The teachers can't really do much. You're not even really going to school anyway. So if you're not even in class, how can a teacher make a difference? The kids are just doing whatever they think they can get away with. They have no boundaries. Kids will test boundaries. And when there are none, they do whatever they want to do. So again, this goes back to the whole thing about the crime. People say there's a school to prison pipeline. No, it's how they it's a neighborhood to prison pipeline. It's a it's a project built into prison pipeline. The school is really irrelevant. The school ain't nothing but a glorified daycare center where the kids don't even go. Blaming the school how? If you're absent for 80% of the school year, how are you gonna blame the school for the kids growing up to become Gangster disciple, vice lords, or whatever. What do we? You're putting the blame in the wrong place. Blame the parents and the kids. Parents first for raising these monsters, and the kids for being the monsters. It's simple. But let me get back to the um, the newer story. Oh, that's an old story, ABL. Why are you bringing that up? I I I understand. I'm with you. I I do. I'm I'm right here with you. I I get it. But let's let's bring up the the new story, huh? Let's, let's bring out a new story so we can just be on the same page, shall we? I, I want to do that right quick. So, hold on. So, 23, 23 Baltimore schools have zero students proficient in math. And all that means is you test at grade level. And we can see that they lowered the standards. When you were in school, was it 60 considered a D? Or was that uh, an F by far? When I was a kid, a 70 was the last D you could get. 69 was an F when I was a kid. 69, they've lowered the standards for the grading. And of course, they're going to lower the standards in general. If you fail all your classes, you still pass. That's lowering the standards. But yet, it's not really. Okay, let me, me just play this video right quick. All right. 
Baltimore City is facing a devastating reality as the latest round of state test scores are released. Our Project Baltimore team analyzed the results and as Chris Papps reports, there's a shocking number of city schools where not a single student is doing math at grade level. I see. We're not talking about you got to be excellent in math. We're not talking about you got to be some kind of math elite. Anybody say you don't have to be a math elite. We're talking about just being at grade level. That's all we're saying. That's all, that's all we want from these kids, and they can't do it. And, again, it's the parents' fault, if you ask me. The brightness of Baltimore kids. It's now been more than a year. We're not living up to our potential. Since Giovanni Patterson made national headlines by suing Baltimore City Schools for failing to properly educate generations of students. I understand the, the spirit of the lawsuit, but it's frivolous. It is frivolous. Giovanni, if you hear me talking right now, I feel where you're coming from. I'm glad you made a statement because you need to make the statement in general about the state of the schools and the, and the kids not learning. But your lawsuit is frivolous because it doesn't matter. The school at this point is totally irrelevant. It's the parents and the kids, not the schools. The schools are a mere... It's just a byproduct of the environment. It's simple. We, the taxpayer, are funding our own demise. Patterson was born here. He has seen the failures firsthand. But what Project Baltimore just told him at first rendered him speechless. <laughs> so he was told about the 23 schools not having one, one. 23 schools in Baltimore don't have one student proficient in math. And again, all that means is you, you, you haven't, you, you test at grade level. That's all that means. It doesn't mean that you're a math elite or some kind of genius or above average or gifted. All that means is that you test at grade level. That's it. That's all that it means. Nothing more. And if somebody asked me, did the, um, did the boy play basketball with the 0.1.3 GPA? Um, I don't think so. As far as like for the school, but that's not what I mean. I'm talking about when you're in PE, I'm not sure how it is where you are. But when you're in PE, a lot of these hood schools, all you're going to do is play basketball. <laughs> that's all you're going to do is play basketball. You Maybe like when you're young, you might do like exercises, jogging and stuff like running a mile. But at a certain point, all they're going to do is if you got a gym with, with, uh, with a, a court, they're going to roll the balls, balls out, and you could play basketball for the whole time. That's what it'll devolve into. So, yeah, if you get to play basketball during school for PE, you can do that all day long. That's not, you don't, you don't, it, don't it doesn't require that much brain power to play basketball in, in school. Now, if you become a pro athlete, that's different. If, you, if you're like in the NBA, it's a little bit more brain power involved, but just playing outside, you're not really burning a bunch of brain cells doing that. So they'll do that for the entire period. <laughs> My immediate reaction is take your kids out of these schools. The Maryland State Department of Education has released the 2022 state test results known as MCAP, Maryland Comprehensive Assessment Program. Baltimore City's math scores were the lowest in the state. Just 7% of third through eighth graders tested proficient in math. That means 93% 
could not do math at grade level. But that's not all we found. Project Baltimore combed through scores at all 150 city schools where the state math test was given. We found in 23 Baltimore city schools, there were zero students who tested proficient in math. Not a single student. Is this why you filed your lawsuit? Because of outcomes like this? Absolutely, absolutely. It just sounds like these schools now have turned into essentially babysitters with no accountability. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not even the school's fault, though. But again, Giovanni, I hear what you're saying. I, I feel where you're coming from. You want some change to happen. I get it. But you're barking up the wrong tree. You're barking up the wrong tree. This is the future of our city. I'll, I'll pause it right there because I've been spending a lot of time on this particular topic, but it's, it's really personal to me because, you know, because what, what's going to happen is this. People are going to say, that's just hood schools, ABL. You know, these black kids can't do any better. I reject that because I come from the hood schools. Okay. You can look it up. Portsmouth, Virginia, an impoverished place, real, real poverty, grinding poverty. And before that, West Virginia, one of the poorest places in the United States of America, one of the poorest places in the union. Okay. Very poor. And, and on top of that in West Virginia, I was born in a black community. So this whole thing about, okay, you, you, you poor, you black, extreme minor, extreme minority in West Virginia, a 98% white state. My parents are very well educated, very well spoken. I just reject the notion that I'm talking about, listen, listen to me very well. If you want to talk about poverty, you want to talk about being a minority, Rand, West Virginia, you could look it up. One of the poorest places in the country. Rand still kind of is, but at one point was so poor, it was in National Geographic in the 70s, dirt roads, I mean, people take what they have in the cities for granted. Compared to where I was born, like Baltimore, Chicago, are, are filthy rich. The poverty is not the problem. It doesn't take that much money to, to teach a kid what's one plus one. It does not take that much money to make that happen. Money's on it. Money is an excuse. It's the parents refusing to raise their children. It's the parents treating their kids like they're surrogate spouses. That's the problem. Ultimately, the kids have no accountability, no boundaries, do whatever they want to do. They raise themselves. So then here comes the gang territory. Here comes the gang life. It gives them structure and balance that they, they, they don't have at home. And then they go out there and do whatever they want to do. This is the reason why some kids that come from nice households, you know, nice big houses, plenty of money, still go the gang route because there was never any structure. Their parents didn't raise them. So I'm not trying to hear this whole thing about money. That's just completely bogus, a, a BS argument. It's an excuse. It's a cop-out. It's, it's not getting down to the core of the issue. The whole race, racist thing about black folks can't do it, that's BS too. Because I come from the hood schools. My parents come from much poorer environments and I did my, my great grandfather was a, a teacher came from a place called South Boston Virginia a, a, like almost a plantation 
basically in a single parent household, but yet still rose to the top. And that, and the story is not that uncommon. I just don't want to hear the excuses. But anyway, I digress. I'm getting, I'm getting real triggered. So I digress. The whole point is that I'm not trying to hear no excuses. You got to just do better. Point blank, period. The Baltimore situation is the parents' fault, period. Teachers, schools, irrelevant. Totally irrelevant. If you, if you put those same kids in the better school, they would perform the same way. If you put those same kids in the better school, they perform the same way because the parents aren't involved. It's just that simple. All right. But that's, the, that's, that's all I got on that one. I move right along. I will move right along. So speaking about schools, let's stay on that same, let's stay on that same train and talk about New Hampshire right quick. Now, there's a brand new policy in New Hampshire and in a particular school district where they have changed the bathrooms. For some reason, they changed the bathrooms. So you know how bathrooms are, right? They have a boy's bathroom and a girl's bathroom. Boys' bathroom, girls' bathroom. In the girls' bathroom, they have regular stalls with the doors on them. You go in there, do your business, go about your day. Got little sinks, wash your hands, et cetera, et cetera. Now, in the boys' bathroom, they have the urinals and the stalls. So, if you got to do number two or something like that, you could just go in the stall, handle your business. If you got to just do number one right quick, you know, go to the urinal, handle your business, wash your hands, Wash your hands and then go about your day. Okay? That's just what it is. And the urinals take up less real estate than the stall would, I presume. Because you could put them side by side on the wall and have a little divider in between them. You step up in it, handle your business, go about your day. Real simple and easy. But in the 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 way they want to have it now is they want to remove the urinals from the boys' bathroom to be more inclusive to the trans students of the schools. And this affects not only the high school, but middle school and possibly elementary school as well. Now, why would elementary school have a bathroom for trans people? You see, this is what I'm talking about. I have nothing against anybody that's LGBT. If you are over the age of 18, you do whatever you want to do, as long as you're not violating my rights or anyone else's rights. As long as you're not violating someone else's rights, you do what you want to do within reason. You're not breaking the law by just being gay. Or if you want to be a male, a six foot five and put on a dress, that's your business. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put on a dress with you. I'm not going to go purse shopping with you, sir, ma'am, whatever your pronouns are. That's your life though. I can't control whatever you do. And you got some guys that look like super masculine that look like, um, Hugh Jackman from Wolverine, X-Men movies. You look like that every day. But when the doors close, you put on a bustier and a pair of high heels and some lipstick in the, in, in, in the wig. That's your business. Whatever you do as an adult, that's your business. My issue is when you have the kids involved and you push that on the kids and, and make it normalized to confuse the kids because kids are still learning about themselves. They're still trying to figure out things. You have adults that are 30-something years old and don't know who they are yet. So, of course, kids are still developing. They're going to go through phases. They're going to experience certain things in their life. And as they grow older, they'll 
be able to formulate who they are. That's just how it is. So I don't like when you put things like a trans um, policy in an elementary school because all that does is normalize that to children. And then I was watching Charleston White. Shout out to him. He made a very good point. He's a really smart guy. He does some wild stuff. He's like a comic book character to a certain extent, but he, he says some good things, some on point and smart things. Now, when you present the term transgender to somebody and these kids have phones and here comes puberty, now you got somebody curious and they're going to come across some things that might kind of damage them. If you understand me, if you catch my drift. So I don't like this kind of stuff directed towards kids. Now, kids are starting to say they do not like the policy either. So there was a walkout at a New Hampshire high school. And I'll play this right quick on the screen. The walkout was over the policy that removed urinals from the boys' bathroom because they wanted to cater to trans people. And also, they have a, a quota on who could be in the bathroom at any point in time. So basically... It's a limit on the bathroom capacity. So there can only be X number of students in the bathroom at any point in time. And the X is equivalent to the number of stalls in the bathroom. So, for example, if there's 10 stalls in the bathroom, there can only be 10 students in there at once. So you can't be in there hanging out, doing whatever. I guess that's part of the way that a trans person can be more comfortable. So check it out. You, you, you want to be transgender. Like you want to be a trans man, right? And you want all these e rights of equality and stuff like that. <clears throat> Pardon me. But as a trans man, you want to identify as a man, but the sight of a urinal frightens you. I mean, if you're going to be a man, you're not going to be scared of a urinal. I've never heard about one biological XY man say, hey, you know what? I'm scared of a urinal. I've never heard that before in my life. So if you're a trans man, why would you be afraid of a urinal? What's the actual reason for removing urinals from bathrooms? Let's go ahead and check out the clip right quick. And of course, this will be on the website. Check it out right now. Guilford High School students staging a walkout Friday in response to the school board's bathroom restrictions that limit the number of students who can use the facilities to the number of stalls available. So look at this. They, they have the urinals with black garbage bags over them. So you, so you literally can't use it. What's the purpose in doing that? Like somebody, maybe I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the brightest bulb in the, in the, in the, in the tree. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Maybe I'm a few crayons short of an entire 64-count box. Maybe I am a few trees short of a forest. I don't know what's going on. Y'all please tell me why they would do this. But the, the, the stated reason is because they want to appeal to the trans people. The trans students had a, had a complaint. But why? I mean, so I can't use a urinal because somebody's going to be offended? So I got to go in the stall and peel over the seat. That's what's going to happen. I'm not touching the, the, the lid, lift it up. I ain't touching that. I'm going to pee right on the lid. And if you trans man got to sit down, well, hey, man, enjoy that. 
enjoy taking some Clorox wipes in there to clean off the seat before you sit down. Because I'm not going to lift the seat up. So you're going to have to do that. So you know what? The best thing would be if the, if the urinals are, are, are open and available. So we just reduce the seat pee. We, we reduce the seat pee. So you trans man who is still a woman and still has uh, all your female parts can sit down like you normally would in women's restroom and be, and be fine. Or how about this? You know what a novel idea would be? I got, I got two ideas, right? Two ideas. The first idea would be if you are an XX biological woman, you go to the women's restroom. I don't care if you got a fake beard, mustache, underarm hair, you got a deep New York auntie accent voice because you're on testosterone for a year. I don't care about that. Go to the restroom that matches your biological sex, gender, whatever you want to call it. Or option number two, here's another one. Since being trans is not a very common thing, you could just use the, the, um, the third bathroom, the nurse's bathroom. We all know what that is. If you wanted to go to a bath, if you get a doo-doo or something in school and you don't want to go to the regular bathroom because you want to be kind of on the low, you want to be hidden from regular people, you want to have your own little throne, go to the nurse's bathroom, the single stall bathroom and go in there. If it's like that, then that solves everything. You have your own little bathroom and people that are just regular normies, XX and XY, can go to the bathroom they've been going to the whole time for the, for the whole career K through 12. You've been going to the boys' room and to the girls' room. You keep doing that. But if you're kind of confused about what's going on with yourself, you want to call yourself gender divergent, sex divergent, all right, go over there and leave the normies to, the, to themselves, to their own devices. Let's keep on going. Nobody asked for this. Nobody but the few parents who complained to the school board asked for this. The board voted on the measure on Monday after a proposal was brought forth that would change the district's bathroom policy, which allows students to use whichever bathroom aligns with their gender identity. The proposal would require students to use the bathroom associated with their biological sex, male or female. While students agreed they do not like... Do you see the signs? We want urinals. <laughs> we want urinals. These are kids in high school. High school, 14, 15-year-old kids who have more sense, obviously, than the adults. Clearly. Like the current bathroom restrictions. We're all at high school, and the fact that you see this many people out here right now ready to kind of stand against the school board just kind of signifies that. Some have different opinions about what should be done to address the larger issue. As a female, I don't, I don't think that it's safe to have males in our bathroom. This is creating just a complex system of inequality within our LGBTQ plus students. Teachers, parents, and administrators tell News 9 they're happy students were able to come together peacefully. Proud of our students, I really am. This is what gets the attention needed to make a decision that's best for everybody. And I've reached out to every board member, and the ones who've responded say that they hear students' concerns and that this is an issue that will have to be brought up again. The next board meeting is scheduled for February 20th. Live tonight. So, yeah, that's what's going on right there. This is in Milford, New Hampshire. So, this is all over the country. You know, you think you would see things like this in the big metropolitan area. Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, somewhere like that. But it's all over the country. Middle America, small town America, in your backyard, it's everywhere. It's not just relegated to one particular, you know, uber liberal part of the country. It could be in Trumpville, USA. It could be in 
Oh, that that's very real. Yes, it's real. Absolutely. I don't I'm not posting nothing that's fake. That's straight from the local news. I have articles. You can go to my website. There's articles talking about this. There's more than one article. It's not it's not just a no, nah, it's dead real. These are high school kids staging the walkout protest over the bathroom policy that'll affect not only the high school, but also all schools, middle and elementary schools, where they're taking out the urinals in the boys' bathroom because they want to be more gender inclusive. They want to appeal more to the trans community. That's the whole issue here. It's it's a it's a mess. It is it is completely a mess. All right. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Shout out to the kids for having a walkout protest for something that matters, really, rather than all this BLM, LGBT, all this and that um, protest for common sense. How about that? That's the that's a much better reason to stage a protest. Common sense rather than what. They got going on, which is just completely, completely ridiculous. Yeah, and you know, that's that's a school board making that decision. Some of the parents coming up there. And my thing is, okay, if some parents go to the school board and complain about the bathrooms and they change it on the backs of that, how about other parents that will say something different? Do we do we just bend to the will of the few or do we honor the wishes of the many? That's what I want to know. Hey, 2023, hey, Antonio Vitu says 2023, and we're talking about restrooms. Hey, I'm on the same page as you. I thought in 2023 we have flying cars. Um, I thought we have that kind of thing going on, but I, I realize just how flawed humanity is. I was watching, uh, shout out to Coach Greg. I watched Coach Greg Adams. He was talking about the the whole electric car thing and how, you know, we're trying to push electric cars. We're trying to push everything electric. Um, I'm hearing about new house starts somewhere, somewhere of your USA where they don't want to have any gas hookups. So no gas dryer, hot water heater, furnace, nothing like that. Because why? Why don't, why, why can't you have a gas stove or well, you can have a gas stove. If you're the Biden, if, if you're Jill Biden, you can go out there and say, no gas stoves while well, you have a gas stove yourself. You could say that. But anyway, why are they trying to stop you from having a gas stove or a gas hot water heater, anything gas in your home? Is it because of safety? No, I don't think so. Is it because why the environment and the environment? Really? We care about the environment since when? Because we have an environmental, we have an environmental disaster going on right now in Ohio and it's not really a big deal. They're trying to poo-poo it away, talking about, oh, it's safe, go back there. Hold on. I have a, it's time for a poll. I'm going to talk about the whole thing with uh, Greg Adams and what he was talking about as far as the electric cars and how it's flawed. The whole thing surrounding electric cars is flawed. The whole ecosystem around the cars is flawed. It's not really a good thing to have right now. Like, they're trying to push all, they're trying to push all electric but they can't because of the lack of infrastructure. But before I get to that, I have a poll. So the poll is, it might be kind of, it might be a little bit too kind of like shooting fish in the barrel, but I really want to see. Um, 
I'll try to be a little bit more specific on the question. So I don't want to ask a really broad question. I'll be more specific so it'll give a better answer. So the poll question is going to be, um, do you trust the government's opinion after disasters? Okay, all right. So do you trust the government? Okay. Do you trust the government's opinion after disasters? Natural disasters. Now, how, matter of fact, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not that's only what, what I want to ask because I want to talk about Flint and all that kind of stuff. Do you trust the government's opinion when it comes to matters of the environment? There we go. Including disasters. So I'm talking about Flint, Michigan with the whole thing about the water, talking about, oh, yeah, it's safe to drink. Remember that? Remember, remember when Obama took the sip, the sip of the water? <laughs> you know good and doggone well Barack Obama did not take a sip of any water from Flint, Michigan, talking about, oh, it's safe to drink. That water, that water was coming out brown. The water came out brown from the tap. Talking about, yeah, it's safe to drink. Really? We've run tests, and the tests come back negative. Bah, 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 bah. It's like, look, okay. The test came back fine, according to some um, third party hired by Norfolk Southern, the railroad that caused the incident. So the railroad that caused the accident hires an internal firm to test the area, East Palestine, Ohio, and then they say, oh, it's fine. Why would Norfolk Southern's own people say it's not fine? But anyway, so here's the poll. I'll put that right there in the um, in the chat. You guys can vote on it. Do you trust the government's opinion of matters or matters of the environment, including disasters? That's the that's the actual thing. So I'm talking about East Palestine, Ohio. Talking about oh, it's safe. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, the water's great. You can drink the water. Flint, Michigan. Oh, the water's fine. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Camp Lejeune. You could go on and on and on. On and on and on. 9-11. Oh, it's totally fine. Come on back. And then here we are 10 years later. Cancer, all kind of crazy cancer as a result of the fallout from 9-11. I mean, we see a pattern over and over and over again. And then people wonder why we have a lack of trust in the government. Now, hold on. I got to play two videos. First. I'm going to play Obama um, fake drinking the Flint water. And then I got to play MKBHD Tesla problems if I can. Yeah, yeah. So let me, let me. Um, it is. Okay. So th this is back in 2016, a long time ago, huh? 2016. We talking about almost eight years ago, seven years ago, almost, but. Eight years next year, long time. So here is your man Obama during a press conference of sorts. I have an extension on my browser that can see the YouTube dislikes. This has 1,000 likes and 2.7 thousand dislikes. 
It is. There you go. You know, generally I have not been doing stunts here, but, you know. So that was him sipping um, the Flint, Michigan water after, you know, they had the whole thing with the lead pipes and it was a big mess and it's still kind of going on right now, if I'm not mistaken, years later. Stunts here, but, you know. Do you believe for one second they would let him drink that water? Like, like all BS aside, do you think they would let the president drink any water like that? No, he did not drink that water at all. That water didn't make it past his, his lip. <laughs> not one drop got on his tongue. And uh, what was this like? Oh yeah, this is, this is delicious. Cancer causing water tastes great. You didn't you didn't have a drop, sir. This used uh, a filter. Um, you know the water around this table, uh, you know, was plant water that was filtered. And now, do do I think chemicals and like harmful bacteria are going to be stopped by a filter? I don't know. I don't think so. It's like wearing the mask to stop the bug. You can stop actual physical bugs from coming through your mask, but you could do that by closing your mouth. How about that? Don't bloviate so much. You won't have all these flies in your mouth, maybe. But do I think they're going to stop the virus from coming in? No. They can't stop anything, really. It just confirms uh, what we know scientifically, which is uh, that uh, if you're using a filter, if you're installing it, uh, then Flint water at this point is drinkable uh, that does not but listen, listen to me though see the government says stuff like this oh you put a filter on it it's drinkable it's no problem trust us we're the government but when i'm in the house and i smell the water as it's coming out and the water stinks the water stinks i can smell it filter or no filter, the water stinks and i drink it even with a filter it, it doesn't taste right I know there's all kind of harmful chemicals in the water because it's not being treated properly. It's, it's all kind of dirt in the water. You have lead pipes being corroded and getting into my water. I know I'm drinking harmful stuff, filter or no filter. I don't have to listen to you tell me that it's safe to know that it's not safe. This is what's going on right now in East Palestine. They're saying that the water is safe, that the air is safe. But then when people go back to their homes... They got spots on their lips. They're coughing. They got all kind of residue everywhere. They know it's not safe by being there on the ground. So when you keep hearing the government say it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, but then your own eyes and ears and senses say something different, you have less and less trust in the government. It's very simple. But let me come back here. And here is the whole thing about the electric cars. Now, um, I want to show like the end of this, if I can. Hold on. There was one piece that I wanted to show. Oh yeah. So so MKBHD is talking about Teslas and electric cars in general, and how there's not the best infrastructure right now to make everything be electric. Okay, I got a question for you guys. Just a quick question. Have you ever? had a charger on your iPhone, your Android or whatever, and you have to 
hold it a certain way for the charge to actually work. Or better yet, probably the better uh, the better thing would be to say a pair of headphones with the headphone jack. And you got to hold the headphone and the jack in a certain kind of way for the audio to come through stereo, both left and the right ear. And if you don't hold it right, it's going to be kind of janky. One ear is going to be in, other ear is going to be out. You got to kind of hold it just perfectly to get the sound coming out. That same thing is happening with electric cars. You got to hold the charger in a certain kind of way to make sure it charges. Now, if you want to have that kind of stuff be out there on the road as the standard for driving, and it takes a long time for your car to charge, it makes no sense. When I go to the gas station and my big gas guzzler, Tundra, all I got to do is um, pay right quick at the pump or go inside and pay cash, whatever I want, select my grade, put the pump in there and let it rock. Let it rock. I'll be there for a couple of minutes and go about my day. It's not some kind of fancy thing. I got I to I gotta set it a certain way. I can just put it right in the gas tank, let it rock two minutes and I'm going about my day. All right. So hold on. Let me see if I can, if he, if he shows that particular part. Put them in. It's been about a year. And those of those six. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me just, let me rewind. So he's talking about, I think it's at an apartment complex or something or wherever he lives. They put in or somewhere they put in some charging stations. And after a year, they're pretty much all broken. Hold on. Let's, let's check this out. Now, would, would a gas pump break after a year? For what? It's a pretty simple concept. Sometimes high tech is actually very low tech because of its lack of durability and reliability. But a gas pump is pretty simple. It's not that difficult to operate it and maintain it. That's so I'm a really good tenant. I'm, I'm in touch with the building management. And when they told me that they're going to put some electric car charges in, I was like, oh, great. Yeah, I have an electric car. There's some plug-in hybrids I see in the parking lot. There's some other electric cars. It'll be great. They put them in. It's been about a year. And those of those six, one of them has completely broken and no longer has a cable. Not sure why. One of them, uh, several of them, and I'll put a little clip in this video so you can see. Is they're extremely finicky about exactly how you have to plug it in. So not only is there an adapter on my car, but then I have to twist, bend the cable around just right to get the pin to go through and for it to recognize that it's charging or not. Here, look at this clip and see just exactly what I'm talking about. Look at that. So you can't just leave it because the, slight, the slightest breeze will knock it off and it, it will stop charging. And it takes a long time to charge. See what I'm saying? So it's insane. It's like if the wind blows too hard, I get a notification on my phone saying your car stopped charging. That's not that's that it makes no sense to say that we're ready for electric cars when you can't even get the cars to charge properly, where the same technology that charges your cell phone or gives you the the, the audio input from your headphones is used to charge cars. It's unreliable. Having your, your headphones not really play stereo is not really a big deal, but if I'm in a rush and I got to go from point A to point B and I can't get the car to charge because of a funny connection, we don't have that kind of time. I don't have time for that. And it takes a long time for it to charge anyway, much longer than just going to your gas pump. Minimum 45 minutes to go from 
what E to full for not mistaken on, on an electric charge. And then if you use like a 120 volt regular normie plug at the house, it take forever. It take would take days. 240 volt, maybe a little bit less, maybe like, you know, a, a night or more. But a supercharger, 45 minutes, like I don't I don't got no time. If it's raining, I'm not trying to be confident and 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 plugging that up and having the wind blow and all that. We don't we, we don't have time for that. And then don't get me started on the batteries and how much they cost and the um the, the danger behind the batteries blowing up and you can't you can't extinguish it with I mean it's just it's just it's a mess. It's a whole big mess. Yeah, cross country trips, there's no way. Yeah, that's right, Samantha. Somebody could just unplug the car. Just for no they can just unplug it just because. Why not? Just because I'll just unplug it. You know, meanwhile, at my at, at the at the gas pump, I'm just right there waiting for a couple of minutes, and then I'm done. And go about my day. I got a big tundra with a big 28-gallon tank, and it don't take that long to go from E to full. Less than five minutes. I'm not sure how long, not very long at all. But if I if I'm a little four-banger, um, Corolla or something like that. I'll be in and out in a minute from either full in one minute. All right. But um, now I got to go make a little shift here. Speaking about the environment and whatnot. So the environmentalists, your Greta Thunberg, your Al Gore, all these people talk about cows farting and electric cars and no more gas stoves, dumb stuff. And it's weird because a lot of people on the conservative side speak out against that kind of stuff. And then some will say, well, you guys on the right, you hate the environment. It's not, I don't, I don't hate the environment. I'm not an environment hater. <laughs> I guess that's a thing. I'm not that kind of person. The problem is that I don't believe that these people that say they care about the environment really do. They don't care about the environment. They care about political expedience. Because if they're really environmentalists, they'd be talking about the story out there in Ohio. If they cared about the environment, then they wouldn't be getting on these charter, not not charter flights, yeah, yeah, charter flights, private jets to go all over the world to talk about climate change and stuff like that. How much fuel does your private jet does your private jet burn? Quite a bit, I would imagine. So why is it all of a sudden an issue for me to want to have cows on a farm? It's, it's about something else. It's not about cows farting. It's about they don't want you to have meat that you can grow yourself. They want you to be reliant upon them and their lab stuff. They could put stuff in it and do whatever they want to you. Okay. That's my opinion. You know, that, I think that's kind of what's going on. Hey, eat the bugs and be happy. So here is the situation in East Palestine. Um, Matter of fact, I'm gonna play this video right here. I did not play this one in my in my video, so I'll play this for you guys. And also remember the poll right here. The question says, "Do you trust the government's opinion on matters of the environment, including disasters?" That's the question. One more time, do you trust the government's opinion on matters of the environment, including disasters? Let's get to the video right here. Shout out to this guy for breaking it breaking it down all the way hasn't been getting a lot of coverage and the coverage that it has been getting hasn't been very good so let's talk about the trail derailment in east palestine ohio east palestine's about an hour north of pittsburgh almost halfway to cleveland norfolk southern has a let's pause right quick so you see this map 
this is a very key point because the incident did not happen on the Ohio River, but the Ohio River's right there. I think the river that this town is on is a tributary of the Ohio River. And if you can see right behind my man's head on the left-hand side, that's West Virginia right there or right around it because that's where the Ohio River starts. And the Ohio River kind of is like a boundary between Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia at a certain point. So that's all like right in the same area. You got Pittsburgh right there, Morgantown, West Virginia, not far away. Ohio's right here. So all of that is right there. And then you have a lot of the other places that are close by, New York, uh, Indiana, etc. Almost halfway to Cleveland. Norfolk Southern has a rail line that goes right through town, and this derailment happened right on the edge outside of town on the border of PA and Ohio. Of the cars that crashed, five of them contained vinyl chloride. It's a monomer used to make PVC. Some of the reporting on this has gotten vinyl chloride confused with polyvinyl chloride, the polymer made out of vinyl chloride. Now, the reason that this distinction is really important is vinyl chloride is very hazardous and very flammable. Polyvinyl chloride is a plastic that's used in like everything. The other thing about vinyl chloride is that it boils at 8 degrees Fahrenheit, so it's shipped in its liquid form. Meaning that when these trains crashed and these started leaking, they weren't just leaking liquid, but they were spewing boiling gas. So vinyl chloride is really toxic. OSHA has the permissible limit of how much you can be exposed to it during an 8-hour shift as a 1 ppm part per million average over eight hours. So prior to this, the biggest spill of this chemical was in New Jersey, where one train car and about 23,000 gallons of vinyl chloride were spilled, but it didn't catch on fire. Now this crash in Ohio has five train cars. These kinds of tanker cars can carry between 25 and 33,000 gallons. Let's call it 250 to 250,000 pounds of vinyl chloride. That's per train car, five train cars, there's maybe a million pounds of this toxic chemical spilling into the ground and also boiling off into the air. But then it caught on fire. I think this is where the reporting is really bad. So there was there was a decision to set it on fire. Now, I'm not sure if the if the train derailment caused a fire and then they decided to burn off more. But there was a decision to burn the actual chemical. And to stop for a minute, they said the reason why the train derailed is because there was already a problem with the car. I think one of the the wheels or something in one of the cars was accelerating too much on its own and it was starting to spark up. And then that's what caused the derailment. That's what they say. I'm not sure if it's true or false. I saw some video of the, the car in question sparking before the crash. So maybe that's what caused it, but I'm not really sure. That's what they said on the news though. Because no one is mentioning what the byproduct of vinyl chloride burning is. Of the many byproducts of burning vinyl chloride, one of them is hydrogen chloride. Hydrogen chloride's really unstable and latches onto water, like just water vapor in the atmosphere, and that turns into hydrochloric acid. So right now, government officials, officials from the railroad, both the governor of Pennsylvania and Ohio are calling burning off the million pounds of this stuff a success, but not mentioning that it means that we have hundreds of thousands of pounds of acid in the air, potentially. Now, ever since engineering school, I've studied a lot of industrial accidents. I just find it really fascinating. And organizations like the Chemical Safety Board, NTSB, and OSHA all have like really good reports available to the public. I think as a designer, it's really good to learn about mistakes. 
When looking at these kinds of industrial disasters across time, there are a couple things that are pretty universal across all of them. One, the responsible party in this case, Norfolk Southern Railway, always plays down the reality of the situation. Politicians also just repeat the same lines, and then news outlets just repeat the same. So all we're hearing is the responsible party's word. So, so that's it. So that's, that's what's going on. Like, like you said, um, the rail line up with Southern, they had their own people go out there and say, like they had their own people kind of approach the matter and do their own thing. So we, we pretty much get their word from them. That's what we are reporting to the, to, to you, the general public. That's what, that's what they're saying from the, the political point of view. They're saying that on the news, whatever they're saying comes from the Southern, the railroad company. That's what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, this whole thing, how was it not Trump's fault? Hilarious. I mean, people are still talking about Trump years later after his time has been over. It's like he's been gone. It's been how many years now? What, two years, two full years? And people are still talking about Trump. It's his fault. <laughs> I don't really get it. It's weird. I think this is Norfolk Southern's fault. This is, I think I think it's their fault. Okay, and the whole thing about burning it, somebody said if they left it, it would have been a Hiroshima-sized blast. But what they're also trying to say is that it's safe and it's totally fine and don't worry about it. Let me see if I can find that right quick. I, I think that it's not really safe to be there. I think it's not safe. The people of the town know it's not safe. Um, and... This is furthering the distrust of the government. Hold on. Now here's, we have, there's, there's more here. There's, there's much more. Um, wait a minute. Okay. So we get, we got a news article, a news clip right quick from news nation. Let's go ahead and play this right quick. So they, they did, they found more chemicals. They found ethylene, glycol, monobutyl ether, Ethylexyl acrylate, isobutylene, and vinyl chloride. Not just vinyl chloride, but they found other chemicals that were on the train that spill and all burned. So then my question is, okay, did the chemicals mix and then did they burn at the same time? I mean, do we have a whole science experiment? If you combine all those things together and burn at the same time, what happens? What happens? What's, what's the result of that? Because what your man just said right here, the, the guy that I just played, he only spoke about what the effects of burning vinyl chloride are. And he's accurate. But what about everything else they found? If you burn all of that, what happens? If you burn it, if you burn it at the same time as everything, then what, do we, what, what happens? Do we know? And if you live in the area where those things are burned, what what happens to you? A lot of the fish in the streams die right away. A lot of pets die right away. How about the humans? They might not die right away, but how about in 10 years when they possibly get cancer and stuff like that? Well, Adrian and Mitch, this is a concerning new update for residents living in the East Palestine area. This morning, we are learning that more chemicals, not just vinyl chloride, were on the Norfolk train that derailed over a week ago in Ohio. 
New this morning, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency sent a letter to Norfolk Southern stating these three other chemicals were also aboard in some of those rail cars that caught fire. We spoke to a hazardous materials specialist who says that some of these chemicals are carcinogens. So there's a lot of what ifs, and we're going to be looking at this thing 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line oh. and wondering, gee, cancer clusters could pop up, you know, well water could go bad. And this video here, News Nation acquired of dead fish in cloudy water. Residents say they've also seen sick animals and their homes in town are still covered in debris. The EPA, Norfolk Southern, and hundreds of tests have been performed, confirming the water and air are in good living condition. The vinyl chloride, I know that's the most common thing heard right now. Um, that was below detectable limit. Some tanker cars were also carrying vinyl chloride, a dangerous odorless chemical used in packaging. And the CDC warns that breathing in the gas over a long period of time could be connected to brain, lung, and blood cancers. We spoke to a renowned consumer advocate who says she doesn't believe those safe tests. And residents should be taking pictures and videos of everything they see. After 30 years of what I've been through and what this community is going through, they know. Come on, it's vinyl chloride. It's in the air. The fish are dying. Really? Does that give you comfort that maybe I should be in this area? Probably not. And police are now going door to door to check on residents who get their drinking water from wells in the area. And a town hall meeting is set for this Wednesday, and it is expected to be heated. Thank you for watching. So, yeah, that's that's that. I mean, they found more chemicals, and they're going to be finding out more stuff, too. They're going to find out that these things, you burn them all at once, spill them all at once, and over a long period of time, people inhale those things. Uh, if it's in their water, if it's in the, the, the soil, it's going to cause a problem. Okay, there's more videos here. Let me see if I can find another one that has different information. Y'all give me a second. I'm trying to find the EPA talking because the EPA, they, they came out and said something. Okay, hold on. You guys asked me about Glenn Beck. I think I found something here. Okay, this is from uh, a kennel owner. Her name is Kathleen, German last name I can't pronounce. Let's go ahead and... Roll this right quick. It's like, yeah, don't don't worry. I don't believe them. Um, deal. Can I? Not, not Catherine. Caitlin. What I say, Catherine? Yeah, Caitlin Schwarzwilder. Crazy last name. Let's go ahead and roll it. It's like, yeah, don't don't worry. I don't believe them. Um, deal. Can I ask you that? Do you believe them, Caitlin? <laughs> so I can I I can't comment on that. But what I can comment on is that we were told um, by Norfolk personnel that the, the agencies that were coming to our homes to test were from independent laboratories. Now, what I can tell you firsthand is that we had a gentleman from C-Tech, which is the you know, so-called independent laboratory. He was sitting in our driveway from the, the night of the derailment. And we had spoken to him you know, just very informally, and he said that, and I quote, uh, we follow around the railroad when they make mistakes and they are happy to have us here. Um, and when, you know, CTEC came to our facility to test our air, they had not offered the services of water at that point in time. Uh, they handed me a contract that essentially said that I needed to hold Norfolk, their affiliates, not limited to, but including CTEC, harmless. Uh, harmless of uh, any future uh, you didn't sign it in terms of so they 
she was presented with a, a document so to sign to say that she would not sue them for any damages. That's that's what that's what she's saying right here. Oh, of course not. Yeah, good. Um, but unfortunately, 340 other residents did sign it. Wow. And and that's where my heart just breaks for these people because we don't know the long-term repercussions of what these chemicals can do in our air, to our environments, to our homes, to our businesses. And they've signed their rights away in the hopes that they're getting help and the right answers from these organizations. And what I can tell you firsthand is that CTEC, the affiliate of Norfolk that came to test the air, was followed by the EPA. And what I can tell you is that we said, can the EPA by themselves come into our kennel? We do not sign this paper. And can they test themselves? Because they're a government organization that has the ability, they had the testing equipment with them. And the answer was absolutely not. Well, boy. Now, that's that. So, like I said, they're getting people to sign over their rights so they couldn't, so they can't sue. You know, this kind of reminds me of the whole Pfizer thing. Like, they're, they're kind of hip to that now. So, it's like, okay, we know that what we did or what they did could cause some problems. So, we're going to try to reduce our liability. Pfizer, they put the vaccine out and we're like, okay, we're not going to be liable for anything that happens. Because they already know down the road, there's going to be some problems. They already know it. So, they're trying to reduce, reduce their liability already. And they're, they're doing that right here with this, with this disaster. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. Yeah, if you ever get, if, if, if anybody asks you to sign something like that at a time like this, do not sign it. Do not sign it at all under any circumstances. Now, someone asked me about the trailer for White Noise. Now, White Noise is a movie that came out last year on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. And the plot is the exact same as this. Now, check it out. The plot is about a town in Ohio, small town in Ohio, with a train that derails, crashes, catches on fire, and there's a chemical agent in the air. They're ordered to evacuate their homes. The, the, the plot of the movie is the exact same as what happened here. And the movie just came out last year, 2022. And here we are, 2023, with the exact same thing playing out in real life. And some of the people that were affected by this real disaster were in the movie as extras. They were in the movie. It's like, what in the world? Hold on. Let me see if I can play the trailer that shows it. So I think this might be like the rain that's coming down the acid rain. Y'all, y'all please forgive me if I'm wrong. They don't look scared in the crown Victoria. Yeah, they're laughing. These guys aren't laughing. Where? In the country square. What does it matter what they're doing in other cars? I want to know. So I'm not really sure. This this could be after the incident. This is a different trailer, obviously. I might I might have to play another one. And I gotta pause it at certain points because it might try to give me a copyright on this, a copyright claim. I know how scared I should be. This, this this ain't a trailer I went because they're not showing they're not showing exactly what I'm trying to find. Let me let me get to the actual trailer because they're not they're not showing the event. Let me go ahead and show the the real one if if possible. Okay, here we okay. go. Roll film. 
stuff causes cancer in laboratory animals, in case you didn't know. Either I chew gum or I smoke. So right away talking about um, that causes cancer. And here we are talking about carcinogenic chemicals in the air as a result of the crash. Right away talking about the cancer. Again, this is a trailer from two months ago. Two months ago. Okay. Let's fast forward a little bit because I'm not trying to have the copyright people get on my back. So train wreck or a train derailment wreck explosion chemicals all over the place. This, this is, this is from Netflix. I'm not making it up. Look, look, look right here. Netflix. I'm not making it up. I, I cannot do that if I wanted to. Let's watch a sitcom or something. No. They're calling it the airborne toxic event. Yes, they will give you a copyright on a trailer. Yes, they will. I've had, that happened before to me. And here what they just said. They're calling it an airborne toxic event. That's what's happening right now, right? You see, you've seen the clouds. You know that there's acid rain coming down. They won't come this way. Will we have to leave our home? Of course not. How do you know? I just know. Okay, what if it's dangerous? So you got everything going on. This this is a small town in Ohio in the movie. Check. Um, train wreck, chemicals, explosion. Check. Well, not, not even a train wreck. A train derailment, explosion, chemicals. Check. Um, they got to evacuate from their houses. Check. Dangerous toxin in the air. Check. We have a situation. All we have to do is stay out of the way. They're passing us, Dad. Technically, that's illegal. <laughs> so, I guess maybe the noise making them do crazy things. I, I've not seen that movie. Might have to watch it. Do sheep have lashes? Ask your father. We're going sideways. Dad, do sheep have lashes? So yeah, that's that's an actual movie. That's out. You can you can watch it right now on Netflix. You can watch it right now today if you want to. I'm not saying you should do it, but you can. All right, you absolutely can do that if you if you like. But yeah, it's a mess, and it came out December 30th. So this movie came out December 30th on Netflix, and here we are, early February, dealing with so like less not not even two months later after the movie comes out on Netflix, you have the exact thing play out in Ohio. And some of the extras from the movie were in the town when it happened and had to get evacuated. And the movie is called White Noise, if you didn't know. Thank you to whoever said that in the comments. So it's like, what, what, is it a coincidence? It just so happens to be the same thing that happened in the movie. Not even two months after the movie comes out. It's just a, it's just happenstance. It's just, I mean, come on. Like at a certain point, I'm no tinfoil hat wearer, but I have questions. How can that be? What are the odds of that happening? Just randomly for no other reason, just than just a coincidence. I don't know. So that's pretty much what that is. But if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff.
All right. Episode of Time, Butterfly Effect. Maybe so. Maybe that's what it is. You know, I can't really, I can't really call it. All right. Hold on. Am I, am I good? I'm seeing something weird over here. Hopefully we good. All right. Let's keep on, let's keep on rocking here. Yeah, it's got to, if, if, it's, if, it's, if it's not a coincidence, then I can't tell what it is. Oh, yeah, there, there's been more derailings, of course. Yeah, all over the country. Well, you know what? Derailings aren't necessarily that, that uncommon, but I think the derailings that cause natural disasters are uncommon. There, there was a derailing out here where I live, actually, pretty recently, but it wasn't anything that serious. It just the cars got derailed. What happened out here was more of an accident. It wasn't a derailing. What happened out here was that um what happened out here was um there was a wide or a, a, one of those large load trucks and and a large load had like a um a concrete barrier and they were having a hard time getting across the tracks. I don't know what happened. They got caught when the train was coming and they couldn't get across in time. I don't know what it was, but they got stuck on the tracks. So when a concrete barrier gets stuck on the tracks and the train is coming, the train is crashed, train crashed into it, and that caused a big derailment. Now, luckily, there was no hazardous materials. I mean, they, they brought out hazmat, but it wasn't anything crazy. There was no burn or nothing like that. So, yeah, you have these things that happen, accidents or derailments, but to have a natural disaster as a result is not very common at all, obviously. All right. But let's see. We have more to discuss here. Uh, the big game, Super Bowl 57. You know, I, I really, the, the game was pretty good. I watched the game. I'm not even really a big football fan, to be totally honest with you. But I, I enjoyed the game. It was pretty cool. Um, shout out to the Chiefs for winning. The Eagles played a hard game. Both teams played hard, but ultimately, the Chiefs won it second time in four years, if I'm not mistaken. So shout out to them. But of course, there was controversy in the game. Um, aside from the game itself and the the the, the blown call or whatever it was at the end, the the refs still in the game. Aside from that, there was a couple of things. First of all, you had Demar Hamlin. Now Demar Hamlin had on this jacket that got a lot of controversy. It was a it was a thing that people really were upset about. Let me see if I can find that right quick. And I have um, Demar Hamlin's apology, or not apology, but he's he he addressed the whole jacket thing, and I'll I'll show that right quick. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah, um, I I saw the jacket and I was like, yeah, it's going to cause a lot of problems. It's going to, you know, quite a, it's quite a, it's going to be a lot of issues, ruffling some serious feathers. Um. So, let me see. Here is Demar Hamlin wearing a chain, like a like a necklace, with this is like a distorted picture of Jesus, and a guy designed it. Uh, Takashi Pom collabo with Travis Scott. So I guess Travis Scott had it at first. So maybe Travis Scott had the chain first, and then there was a jacket that DeMar Hamlin wore. Okay, so he, he designed the piece for Travis Scott, the rapper. 
And Travis Scott had the incident in Astro World where there was a big stampede and people died. It was a mess. So then Tamar Hamlin's wearing the same thing on his jacket. It's like a distorted image of Jesus or what it could be. And you see the the back of his jacket. People did not like that at all. That was people thought that it was, you know, disrespectful, blasphemous, etc. And that there's the guy that designed it wearing the same jacket, right? So people got really upset at DeMar Hamlin as a result of this. Let me see if I can find a better picture of it. I know I can. Y'all give me uh, a quick moment, and we will get right on it. Hold on one second here. Make sure I'm in the right place. And let's see if I can find a better picture of it. Yeah, we could, we could do that right here. So here is the jacket again. Better picture. Okay, you have Jesus on the cross with a really distorted face, and it says eternal on the top. And there's some items that you could like put on them, like clothing you could put on them. Um, and I can't see what it says. I think it says, without without the beginning, there is no day and there is no night, something like that. On on the actual one of his uh like the breast pocket. Without end or beginning, there is no day and there is no night. That's what it says. And that's it right there. People get really offended by the jacket. But he addressed it and he basically said, um, I talked to my, my family and I realized that it was really offensive and et cetera. But he maintains his faith as a Christian. Let's go ahead and read that part right quick. So he said, after talking with my parents, I understand how my coat could have offended some people. It was never my intentions to hurt or disrespect anyone. The coat is abstract art to me. It says eternal, which I am eternally thankful to my savior. And then he says, my beliefs and relationship with God is not tied to symbolic images. I will learn from this and will continue to walk in love as I always have. Matthew 7, 1 through 5. Heart emoji, hearts, more emojis. So that's that's what he's saying. People could take it or leave it. You know, I, I saw the jacket. And I didn't want to say anything because I understand people get really weird with religion. Um, that could be his way to express his religion. I, I think that it looks kind of crazy, but people are kind of strange when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I didn't really say anything. I wanted him to address it. So that's what he says. He says that he's a Christian. He affirms his faith. So people can take that or not. And that's just what it is. All right. So that's, that's just what's happening. Um, someone said that's so much worse than the Jesus website. I mean, hey, people still don't really believe that um, Demar Hamlin is even here. The whole thing with Demar Hamlin, I did I had an issue with was when he unless he went to the Bills game or whatever. It, it it didn't look like him. It was like he he was moving strange. Didn't want to show his face. Didn't say anything. It was very strange. That whole thing was weird. But now he's out there more. I could tell that it's him moving around. Um, oh, one more thing about DeMar Hamlin. He did an interview with Michael Strahan, and Strahan asked him about the whole incident, and he didn't want to talk about it too much. Hold on. Let me see if I can find that clip right quick, because that was interesting as well. That that was very interesting. Yeah, I don't even want to get into the talk about religion and Jesus, and because everybody, you can't really win that. If, it, if it's a debate, you can't win a debate, and I don't even want to get into it. I'd rather win that because ultimately people's faith is their faith and everyone has right to their own faith. And I'm not here to try to debate someone on their faith. 
you have the right to your faith. Okay, so let me find it. Here's a clip right here I want to show you guys. He did not want to talk about what happened to him on the field because we all know what happened to him on the field. There was an interview. There was an incident that happened on the field where his heart stopped. Some are going to say it's because of this shot. Some are going to say it's because of commotion cordis. We really don't know. All we can do is speculate. But when he was asked about it, he didn't really want to say what happened. Let's go ahead and roll that clip right quick. From the ICU, the question on so many minds, what caused his heart to stop beating? You're 24, peak physical condition, could run circles around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um... Um, that's something I want to stay away from. What? Why? Why? I don't understand. I know from my experience, the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm -hmm. athlete. Um, so it, it was something that was just, that we're, we're still processing and I'm still talking through with my doctors just to see what everything was. So, I mean, some people, had, it, was, it was quite a few comments on that. Some people said that there could be a lawsuit going on. That, that could be it. You know, maybe his lawyer said, don't talk about that because we're going to bring it up in court. Possibly. If it was the shot, I mean, how are you going to sue Pfizer, right? Because remember, I, I said that earlier, you can't sue them. Maybe the NFL gets sued. I don't know. It could be some legal action going on. If the NFL forced him to get the shot to go play, and then he has a heart and he has a, not heart attack, but um, cardiac arrest or heart attack, whatever you want to call it. If he has that that happens on the field as a result of what the NFL made him do, there could be a legal action against the NFL, potentially. There could be a lawsuit there. Or maybe he was told, hey, don't say a word because this is going to harm Pfizer and they're going to come against you with lawyers. If you say that I had the vaccine and as a result, I think that's what happened. It could be anything going on, but any way you slice it, that was a very strange response to say, well, I don't want to get into that. Why not? That is the top question we all have. What happened on the field? You're perfectly healthy. You're like 24, 25 years old, NFL athlete, beat condition, and you just fall on the field, boom, cardiac arrest. How'd that happen? Uh, I don't want to get into that. Huh? So we're going to see. I mean, that's, that's that's your man, DeMar Hamlin, right there. That is him. That That's definitely him. Um, I was suspicious about the whole thing about him him being at the, uh, at the, at the, at the game, but now we're seeing him talk. That's all I really wanted. So we'll, we'll see. We'll definitely see. And to speak about Rihanna right quick, you know, Rihanna did her halftime show. I was not impressed. I was not impressed. Rihanna was stiff as a board. People are saying, oh, she was so beautiful. She was so, that was the best halftime show ever. How? There was no guests. It was just her barely moving around. She was pregnant. I understand you're pregnant. You can't move around that much necessarily. It's going to be kind of a lower energy performance. But at the end of the day, I don't think the NFL 
wanted her to be at the game at the halftime show pregnant when they signed her. They probably thought, okay, you're going to be able to move around a little bit, put on the show. It looked like they had to alter that show the last minute because she was pregnant and can't move around that much. So I, it wasn't really, it wasn't a good show. I, I was not really impressed. I said that comment, I made that comment on um, a Facebook page and um, I got I got flamed over it. I was on the New York Times or, yeah, New York Times. And they were talking about, this was a master class doing just enough. I'm like, okay, that right there was kind of a backhanded compliment. They, they were trying to give her a compliment, but at the same time, it's like, you know she didn't do that much. And all I said was, hey, it wasn't a good performance. If she wasn't pregnant, it would have been better because she could move around. Oh, I got called a misogynist, a sexist, and you go out there and do better. Hey, you don't want to see me perform. I got two left feet. I'd be up there stiffer than her. We'd be two stiff boards. We'd be, we'd be two by fours laying on the ground planking. Okay. I'm not going to be up there, but guess what? That's why I do what I do. I'm not a singer, dancer, performer. Now, if you're going to be that and you're going to be on the biggest stage, I want to show. And if you don't perform, I'm going to say you didn't perform. I'll be like, well, that wasn't a good show. You, you're the singer, dancer, performers, and you, you, lip, you were lip syncing. You were barely moving around. It was a bad show. People want to say they liked it because they like Rihanna and or they want a virtue signal and or they want to just say, oh, girl power, women can do whatever they want. I don't care what you identify as, what you are, but if you have a bad performance, it's a bad performance. Even if you had all men up there and it was the same thing, I would say the same thing. Like, these guys didn't do good, okay? I'm not trying to have Carl Winslow up there singing the umbrella, trying to dance at the big game. It's not going to be a good show. Now, give me Prince, R.I.P. Prince. Give me Prince when he was up there with heels on, in the rain, wet stage, dancing, playing the guitar, singing. Yeah, give me that. Give me that. Even the show last year with the rappers, 50 Cent upside down, that was better than what Rihanna was doing. Give me, give me Nickelback. Yes, Nickelback. Give me Nickelback. Give me Creed all day long. I Give me a good performance. I don't want to see some auntie up there shuffling around. And then if I don't say it was beautiful, magnificent, then I'm somehow a misogynist. How about I'm just a realist? Yeah, Prince, Prince had the best show ever. Prince was just amazing. That that was like iconic. It was iconic performance. Okay. That's just period. Point blank period. <laughs> Somebody said Carl Otis Winslow, COW. Hilarious. Hilarious. Nickelback and Creed. Oh, yeah. Give me them all day. Matter of fact, you could have just swapped them out. If the NFL had a, a clause in the contract and say, hey, if you're pregnant, you can't show up. Hey, swap out Nickelback, and it would have been just fine. All right. Yep, you're right about that, Rome. It rained when he played when he sang "Purple Rain." It, it was it was classic, classic. I don't think you can really top that. That's gonna be kind of hard to do. It's gonna be very hard to do. Whitney Houston, she sang the national anthem. It was different. And speaking about that, when she sang the national anthem, that was very beautiful. Uh, I think Marvin Gaye sung it. Was it Super Bowl or NBA game? I don't know when it was. Marvin Gaye sang a national anthem. Whitney Houston. Uh, yeah, that was. And and then 
um, during the game this past uh, Super Bowl, you had Chris Stapleton. I think that's his name. Y'all, y'all, please pardon me. I know his last name is yeah, Chris Stapleton. He sung the national anthem. Um, just this past Super Bowl, and you had the coach for the Eagles crying. That was a good moment. That was a good moment. He sung the anthem very well. But before that, you had the black national anthem. Now, I'll speak about that briefly, then I'm done. I'll get to the calls. I promise I'll be done after this. So, um, the black national anthem, I have no issue with the black national anthem. I think Cheryl Lee Ralph did a good job. I've been a fan of Cheryl Lee Ralph for a long time. Uh, she's an actress. She was on, what was she? She was on Moesha with, with Brandy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if I'm wrong about that, let me know in the comments. But um, what was she? And she's been on Broadway. She's done quite a few things. Yeah, she was a Moesha. Yep, I remember that. She was the mother of Moesha. She was Brandy's mom and Moesha back in the in the nineties or two thousands, whenever that came out. Been around for a long time. She did a good job on the anthem. But the the problem is when you try to have a black national anthem and you play it before the national anthem, it creates division, and it's going to be arguments automatically. People are going to say. Well, why do you need that? Why is it not a white national anthem? Why is it not a Mexican national anthem? Why not just have one song for all people? Then some are going to say, well, what's the problem? It's just a, it's just black stuff. You guys hate black culture. It's not even about that. It's about you're going to have just automatic division, and you're going to have those arguments come about regardless. And they know that. If I know that, then they know that. So what's the point in doing it? You're trying to create arguments. And then there's going to be arguments talking about, oh, well, we didn't say it was a black national anthem. We know what it is, though. It's like, let, let's stop playing games. You don't have to call a thing a thing to know what it is. If you sing the national anthem without labeling it that, you know it's a national anthem. Uh, it's, it's not difficult to really understand that. So I think it needs to be one song. I have no, I have no issue with the black national anthem. I say, sing it, do whatever you want. I've sung it before when I was a little boy in church, probably like a little, little boy. I've sung it before. It's not an issue, but when you do that on a big stage like that, it's going to create problems. It's going to be controversial. And then the next step is going to be, well, where's the LGBTQ elemental P national anthem? And then so on and so forth. And then the purpose of the national anthem becomes defeated because it's going to be all these songs for different little special interest groups that get sung before a game rather than just one song, which is what it should be. You see what I mean? So it just kind of, it just creates unnecessary conflict, but that's pretty much where I think about that. Yeah. That's, that's just what I think about it. The song I have no issue with, but let's just have one. Let's not try to have competing things and things that cause arguments for no reason. And it, it, it creates an argument that serves no purpose. It's not going to really go to anywhere positive, in my opinion. But I digress. Uh, we got Super Chats on deck, and then I'll get to the calls. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. I'll get to the calls in just one moment. Y'all, please hang tight. While I got Super Chats on deck, let me go ahead and go to where they are. And I will keep on rocking and rolling here. Today is the 15th. Let's go. Thank you to Robin B, who says they were protesting for the policy to go back to allowing students to use a restroom that matches their gender identity. Is that what they were doing? It was kind of confusing. But thank you for your uh, donation. Thank you to Air to the Ron, who says, 
add another coin to the A. Jones was, oh, Alex Jones was right, Jar. He called this in 2009 documentary, Follow the Republic. Thank you to read us over for your donation. He says, how's it going? Everything's all good. Thank you to Alma A, who says, hello, here to support your work. Thank you for that. Thank you to Peter, who says, A.B., you see Rihanna in a super um, smash brothers? <laughs> yeah, she had the elevated platforms. So I thought that was pretty dangerous. It's like, get down. I don't want another Owen Hart situation happening. R.I.P. Owen Hart. Thank you to Mom Bear, who says, DeWine assures Ohioans, if you are octagonically boosted, you're okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Uh, I said, octagon, you know what I meant. Thank you for that. Thank you to Frederick Craig, who says, you have a problem with government? You ain't black? <laughs> exactly. Thank you to Triage716, who says, common sense isn't a gift. It's a curse since you've got to deal with everyone who doesn't have it. There, exactly. Ranger Xbox says, where's Greta? Hey, no Greta, no Al Gore, no Bill Gates. I mean, Bill Gates, nobody out there in Ohio about that natural disaster. But when it comes to cows farting and uh, gas guzzlers and things of that nature, they can be right there. When it comes to a gas pipeline being built, they'd be right there. But covering the real disaster, oh, they don't want to do that. That's not very politically expedient. Not at all. Thank you to Mom Bear who says, correction, DeWine might have said that boosters protect you from airplane crashes, not train derailment. Still, get your boosters for plane crashes and shootings, except Chicago. There you go. Thank you to Air to the Ron who says, Takashi Murakami's art mocks Christianity. His work got popular in 2017, Complex Con. Okay, I had no idea. Thank you for the education. Thank you to Jake Thomas who says, we don't even know if Hamlin even took the juice. Yeah, we don't know anything. That's the that's the whole issue that I have. It's like, let's get down to the bottom of what's going on and let's stop all this uh, speculation. Let's get down to the bottom of it and really figure out what's going on here. But you guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. Let's go ahead and get to the calls. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. The number will always be in the description box and right there in the ticker. You see it, 434 434- Six five eight one two two zero. Uh, please no cursing. If you have you on in the background before you call, turn the background off. You can't have a sound interfere. If you are calling me, talk to me on the phone. You cannot talk to me through the stream. It's a delay. And also, there's a Skype email if you want to get on that way and be right here by the phone corner of the screen. Talk about what you're talking about. Okay. Oh, there's a poll right here as well. Let's go ahead and end that. Um. So most of you guys. 95% of you guys say that you do not trust the government when it comes to matters of their environment, including disasters. So only 4% of you guys say that you trust the government when it comes to uh, the environment, disasters, and whatnot. So when people are on television talking about how they, they don't trust what's going on, they don't think that it's safe to go back to their homes, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. They shouldn't be called conspiracy theorists or tinfoil hat wearers. They're not some kind of way deviant or divergent. They're normal for thinking that way. This is the thought process of many of us. All right, let's keep on going here. So go to Skype right quick. If you can't get through or if you have an issue with Skype, it's not my fault. Please blame the white man. It is not up to me. 
five one three in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ADL, first time caller, long time listener. This is Doug. How you doing today? It's all good, man. How about yourself? Hey, I'm doing super. Thanks for asking. Hey, man, um, I wanted to talk to you. You, you kind of made a comment in the beginning. I can't believe I'm talking to you. Your line's always busy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, you said in the beginning you were saying, hey, maybe this guy should go into the military. And you're like, ah, I don't want to wish him off that on him. Uh, and I, I know what you're, you're getting to, but I, I want to say I was a recruiter for three years. I've been in the military for 17. And, uh, man, I was down at a school just like this. And we used to give them a test, which is um, like the standard entry, but it's made for schools. It's on the paper Scantron. It would take us like two and a half hours to get these kids through the basic, like fill in your name, fill in your address, uh, that sort of thing. The test scores were so ridiculously low. I don't think we had a single kid that we tested out of that school that could make it in. Um, uh, it it kind of it upsets me not that you said it. I mean, I get where you're coming from, and I know how people see it that way. Uh, the military's big opportunity for some people was for me, but uh, you know, we lost Afghanistan after you know years of working to secure that place. So I don't know, man. I feel like the military doesn't get a fair shake, but you know, the government oversees it all. They control it all. At the end of the day, you can do your job, but. Somebody else up, up top is going to lose it for you. You know, Joe Biden, I think the only thing he wanted to do was rub it in Trump's face. Like, hey, I withdrew it and I did it in this time frame and uh, you were wrong. And then and then we lost it just like that. It ended up being another Vietnam. That was, uh, you know, my dad served in Vietnam. My uncle served in Vietnam. I don't think America's had a win since World War II, maybe Korea, if you want to call that half a win. And uh I think a lot of people just think that the military is like, um, how should I put it? Like they, it's good enough, good enough for you. Thanks for your service, but I don't want my kid to do it. And you know that's the reality. And I've, I've kind of like faced that. That's that's what it is. And I, I think that's kind of how we lost the country. Is people just don't have faith in the, the old things people used to do. Um, I'll take your comments offline, man. I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I like your show. Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Bye. Yeah. Think about what I was saying. I'm not quite sure if I expressed myself properly. What I was saying is I don't want to wish kids like that on the military because I don't want to have the military be played with issues or trying to be a, a, a daycare, trying to fix people. You got to have some kind of, you got to have some kind of will to be able to, because I've had family members go to the military and when they were young men, they were kind of a little violent, not to the point of going to the penitentiary or jail at all, but just like wanting to fight all the time. And then they got to the military, they got straightened up, but they had some kind of background. Like these kids had parents, like they had something, but a lot of these kids nowadays, they just, it's almost like they're useless. And they would not really be good in the military environment. That's what I was saying. But I think what he's saying about how people say that the military is cool, thank you for your service, but not for my kid, that's that's really unfortunate. It shouldn't be like that. And I think that is probably why we lost Afghanistan. It, the, the, the political stuff, of course, but 
you have a weaker military when you don't have kids that are motivated to go, really, in, in, in a true sense. All right. Okay, let's go to 859. You're on the line. I'm speaking to. Hello, how's it going? ABL? It's all good about yourself. I was going to ask you a question for your personal opinion uh, about this. But the whole situation between over in um, Ohio, I, there's no really much attention on it. Actually, matter of fact, there's some journalists who are trying to report on this stuff. They're getting arrested by the U.S. government. What's going on? I thought we had the First Amendment right, my friend. This is crazy. Are we still in America or thanks to Joe Biden, are we in a dictatorship? You know what? I can't really tell what's going on. It looks like we're in a dictatorship because you should be able to ask questions. You know, you have freedom of the press. I, I would presume you have freedom of the press still. But when you can't ask anything, it's like, do we really have freedom of the press? And if we don't have freedom of the press, we don't, uh, have, we don't have any freedom. Exactly. I, I agree with you. It's crazy. It's like Edward Stone uh, in, in like somebody like uh, Julius Sage gets arrested for being journalists over in like other countries in Europe. You know, you can't speak your mind. You don't have freedom of speech. You, you know, you, you, it, it's good in a good society, in a free society to have disagreements. Are you afraid that sometime in the future, the United States will get just as bad as Europe? Oh, yeah, definitely. I have that 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 concern. That's definitely an issue that we may face. And I don't see it really getting better from there. I see it kind of progressively getting worse, unfortunately. I really think as, as people, as the United States, as, we should be citizens, not slaves. And should, we should speak out against this. Because just because you have maybe one bigot online who says horrible things doesn't mean we all have to be punished for it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I agree. That's definitely. And, um, you know, uh, this whole this whole LGBTQ has gone so far and too extreme for me. I mean, I'm a bisexual male. I mean, I when I got older, I kind of realized who I was. But but pushing this ideology to kids, that's kind of creepy. That's. It seems like these teachers are no different than the Chester Molester and the Creeper Van in comparison. It's like, what's up with this brainwashing? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And I think we see where they're trying to go. You know, it's not really that difficult. You know, at, at one point, they might have been trying to hide it, trying to be a little bit more discreet with their intentions. But now we see what's going on. They just want to indoctrinate these kids because they want to eliminate the barrier between adult and children. Like they're already doing it. They're having these having these kids go to the drag queen story time, and it's not it's not right. Yeah, I agree with you because I'm going to be honest with you. I used to do drag. I used to do the whole thing in bars that were and and, and drag queen is supposed to be adult entertainment only, not not kids, adult only. I left that scene a long time ago because of that crap. It's 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 to me it's a little creepy. You know, there's a big difference between. You know, hey, you have your own sexuality between two consenting adults. That's one thing. It's another one you involve kids with it. That's 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 one thing I am not down by. That's that's something that I'm highly against. And I think I think some of these activists have gone so far that it's disgusting. It's be, it's becoming predatorial almost. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's where we are. And I think people have a lot of a lot of these so-called activists. They're, they're just really trying to get to their end goal and they convince people to get on board with it. There's a lot of money behind it because a lot of these Hollywood people, they're already involved in that. Your Jeffrey Epstein type people, they're trying to normalize what they ha what they do on Epstein Island. So rather than going to the island and getting locked up for it, they can just do it out in the open and have it be normalized and, and, in society. And the worst part is they hide behind, 
The worst part is they had try to hide behind people like me and say, "Oh, we're, we're defending you." Went, no, you're not. You're just trying to be a creep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it's annoying. And I, I'm like, I saw these people who be like, "Oh, I work for the LGBT community." It's like half of them are just they're not part of the community. They're just hiding behind the community just to be creeps. And yeah, I'm I'm not down with that stuff. I've been called a a homophobe before because I was speaking against this whole uh, uh, this. Drag Queen Story Hour stuff. It's 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 a bit sus, you know. Right, I'm with you, absolutely. And that doesn't and that doesn't make any sense because it, like again, I'm bisexual. Like, what the hell? Sorry about like, but sorry about but sorry about uh, but you get my point. It's like that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> right now, I got you. Yeah, because they they want to throw a label at you, and when they can't throw a label at you, they just throw, they just double down on it. It's crazy. Right. Hey, I, I like the show. I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate the show. I like what you're doing, man. Like, independent media like you, man, I think you should still keep on doing your thing, bro. Thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. No problem. I, I call back again, man. See you later, bro. I know. Yeah, man, you know what? And then people, I've spoke to guys just like that, just out in the world. People, they, they recognize me. They talk about they're part of the LGBT. Like, they're, they, they're LGBT, but they're not part of the community. And they, they, they speak like that. They say that they don't like all this weird, extreme stuff going on. Like, I, I met, I want to go down that whole, tell a whole long story here. But basically, I've met a lot of guys like that. Just out in the world, people recognize me and they come up to me and tell me that. 623, you're in the line, who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. It's Steven from Arizona. Um, I actually like, the last guy said about uh you know keeping kids away from drag queen story hour and stuff um what's it called i actually think it's kind of weird now that there's a lot of like you can actually see the connections and stuff between like you know just like the i would say like you know satanism i I, i'm in this you know say satanism because i don't have another word for it but you know the statue in new york that was built in honor of I think like life or something and then all these drag queen story hour things with the kids you know I just kind of I tell my family sometimes I'm like you ever notice that it's the people who are in politics promoting this stuff it's their states that end up allowing it you know what I mean I was like but we're wrong for saying that you shouldn't bring that around kids you know and then like why would you have it like in 50 bars that exposes it more to kids you know what I mean uh, have you seen that video of the guy? He's like dressed up in chick clothes, and the guy's like, "You were dancing in front of kids. Why are you doing that?" And he's recording them. Um, I've not seen that. Okay, well, they're running from like a they were stripping for kids. You know what I mean? And now they're running, but it's like you guys know you're doing something wrong, and it's not just about dressing a certain way. You know what I mean? And who's organizing that? Like putting it all together. Somebody's assumingly buying out the bar or something so i was just like yeah it's, it's, it's big money behind earlier, it it's, it's, it's definitely big money behind it a lot of hollywood players are involved with it people that got people that would normally they, they would normally go to epstein island and do this kind of stuff they're doing it domestically right here in front of our faces yes sir yes sir and um i was telling everybody i was like you know this goes hand in hand with like gay marriage i was like because we gave them an inch and now they're taking the mile. They're doing it right now. So 
So when we say stuff like, well, we don't, we don't think gay marriage is a good idea because it ruins the nuclear family. You know what I mean? A, a woman and a man and the woman doing her job and the man being a man, you know, and the kids learning and growing from that. But it confuses the kids sometimes. You know what I mean? If you have two dudes and they're wondering, well, where's my mom? Where'd I come from? And it's even more confusing if a dude turns into a girl and a girl turns into a guy to make the long way around on having a normal relationship. You know what I mean? So it's just like, and they're, and the Democrats are promoting this, whether they're little or big. And the big ones definitely don't fight it. They used to. There's plenty of clips of Joe Biden saying gay mar- or marriage is between a man and a woman, and that's it. And then just recently he was saying that they need to, that the Republicans want to undo Medicare and something else, but he actually said it a long time ago. And and smugly, just like your other caller said, he was like, right into my office, you know, I'll get back to you, I'll send you a copy. It's like, why? And then we're bad for booing him and stuff, but Nancy Pelosi, nobody reported on the carrying of the speech. You know what I mean? Not on the left-wing publications, anyway. And then this thing going on in Ohio, I think it's interesting that you show that trailer because that's just crazy. Yeah. The coincidence behind that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So everything going on with Epstein and the list and that getting released and all this stuff going on and the UFOs, whatever those are, I'm honestly kind of starting to think that maybe they're, they're fighting and they just don't want us to know that maybe things are getting a little hot. So, and people believe UFOs, you know what I mean? But I don't know, but that's all I got to say. Hopefully it made some sense and I'm gonna keep listening. Thanks for Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Bye. Yeah, that's a good point. There could be some actual fighting going on. And it's to the point now where they can't hide it because they're shooting stuff down and we're starting to see it. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really good point. Very good point. Shout out to my man for calling. Thank you all for being here. Yet again, you guys are the best audience anywhere on these internets. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tendously. Now, when Nate, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, baby? Uh, JB Scotchman from Oklahoma. How you doing, buddy? It's all good, man. Can't complain. Yeah. Well, I really wasn't really sure what I wanted to talk about tonight. I want to talk about the uh, elementary math scores, actually. Hey, because. And I loved elementary school. I mean, I had great teachers, you know, taught me how to read, how to do, you know, writing and arithmetic, you know, and taught me all the basics, you know. Yeah, and so I I really appreciate those teachers. Um, As for Baltimore... That's so sad. I, I I feel so bad for those kids. I mean, man, like they they should not be staying at home and trying to learn their computers. I mean, I, no, I don't like that at all. And I feel bad for those kids. I really do. You know, they need a good teacher. Uh, I think that was actually all I wanted to say tonight. 
All right, man. Well, thank well, you. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Yeah, I'll leave it at there and uh, give a shout out to my girls, uh, 007 Girl, One Hope, and and Vampy. You know, yeah, I'm gonna get them, get them to call in soon. I know they're really shy, but I'll get them to call in. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call, man. All, right. All right, man. All right, later, dude. Love you, buddy. And love everyone in the chat and the callers. And I'll sit back and listen. All right, man. Appreciate you. All right, later, dude. All right, shout out to man for the call. Appreciate you guys. Let's go keep rocking here. Let's go to 651. You're live. Who am I speaking to? Hi, ADL. This is Jamie from Minnesota. All right. What's going on? So I'm calling him relating to the Baltimore school stories. I think it was Baltimore, right? Yes. Okay. So I went to a public school in the capital city of St. Paul. And like how being Minnesota has always been a blue state pretty much. My school like, really cared about us, though, but, like, we would take tests, and they would teach us at the level or pace we're at. Also, um, communication is important with the teachers and the parents. So, like, if I was falling behind with my schoolwork or behavior, my teachers would get a hold of my mom, and she would nip it in the bud. Yes. Also, we had, like, the ROTC program in my school. So that helped us stay in line. And also, my brother asked me political questions. And so I got him to listen to you. And he likes how you talk and how calm you talk. And when you bring up WWE wrestler references once in a while, like, that helps him keep engaged in what you're talking about. Well that's I'm I'm glad I'm glad that works out. Um, so you could just, you know, kind of relate to what I'm saying and be engaged. It sounds really good. Yeah, so that helps them a lot, like learn what's going on um around the world and stuff through you. Right on. Um I called in Saturday for the first time about the school system taking out the police presence in the school, but I got stage fright, so that's why I sounded shaky on Saturday and kind of now, because I'm not used to calling in. It was all good, man. So then, like, Don't I said, worry, shout out to Honey Buns and Coconut Water, because me and my brother like to joke around about that, like, for you, how you like to... Talk about having a honey bun and coconut water sometimes. So, yeah. But thank you, Lady L, for taking my call and shout out to everyone in the chat. And I hope you have a good night. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, Lady L. All right. Shout out to the caller. 304 get online. Who am I speaking to? I was a little bit too slow to answer that one. Okay, let's go. All right, Skype acting up. Hopefully, it just resets itself. Okay, there, there we go. 
304, you're online. How much you get to? Hey, ABF. It's your favorite Georgian slash West Virginian calling back. All righty, man. What's going on? I had to pause you right quick. Hey, man, I was just calling to apologize for a few weeks ago, man. I had you about falling out your chair, man. I was, I was, uh, I was a little bit uh, lit talking about uh, the obesity thing. Oh man, but, I remember that. I, that was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I really got to uh, follow the show tonight. I, I've been traveling a little bit, and up here in West Virginia, they ain't got cell towers like they do most places, but. uh I tried to call uh, the past couple of times. I've been tuned in, and I couldn't get through. But, uh, yeah, I just basically want to apologize because uh, I might have got a little bit out of hand. But, uh, man, this thing, uh, the uh, train wreck and all of that, I saw that you had talked about it. Man, I, I live kind of close to there, and, uh, you know, it rained a little bit a while ago, and a raindrop hit my fingernail, and now I don't have a fingernail anymore. No, not you serious? Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, nah, that is crazy, man. It is kind of near where I live, and uh, you know, those clouds will travel. Yeah. And, you know, and, and and the thing is, we didn't hear about it until like it had already happened, and then we just start hearing about it like a week later, and they're saying it didn't get into the groundwater and into the well water. And, you know, you see the streams with all the fish dead in there. Like, come on now. And where's FEMA and all this, you know, man, it's kind of, it's it's just a little strange. Yeah, it is. It, it really is strange. And they're not talking about the Ohio River because that's right there too. Like, it didn't spill in the river, but it spilled by close to the river, and it can it can easily get in there, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and then that goes right into the Mississippi. Yep. I mean, it'll get diluted by then, but still, man, you know. But like I said, I didn't, I didn't follow the, I didn't follow the, uh, the station tonight, and I ain't really got much to say. I just really wanted to apologize because I was, uh, you know, a little tore back last time I called in. Oh, it's all good, man. Don't worry and about I don't it. Want, I don't want to waste no more time. I would, I let you get to to the rest of your callers, man. But uh. I'll holler at you later, man. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, bro. All right. You guys have been a great audience tonight. Thank you for all the calls. Number to call, 434-658-1220-860. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, BL. It's FNA Ranger Xbox. How you doing, brother? It's all good, man. How about yourself? Oh, doing okay. Uh, yeah, about that uh that train derailment. That there was three on the same day and I'm not saying it's on purpose because there's video twenty miles north of the act well, you know, before the accident of security camera of a of a truck under the train. The wheels were so hot they were white, throwing fire and sparks all over the place. And uh, they showed that. And uh, then there was this one blogger who uh, got up in the Pete Buttigieg's face and said, hey, Pete Buttigieg, I thought you said you had a lot of experience with this sort of thing. And Pete <laughs> said, not exactly the flaming type of train I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Uh, I just want to let all you pedophiles out there know that if you're listening, my kids are not your sex toy. Your health is on the line here. Because at uh, my age, life in prison don't mean that much anymore. So, uh, ABL, God bless. Love the show. Uh, remember, when the flower doesn't bloom, you don't change your flower. You change the environment. There's nothing wrong with them black kids. It's the environment. They've dumbed them down. There's a bill in the House now. Uh, done by a Kentucky senator, I believe, that's go- that wants to eliminate the Department of Education. Oh, uh, I I did four years in the Army, and I took the ASPAD, and uh, I dropped out of high school, and they made me take the test three times. First time I took it, I scored 109. They wanted me to take it again. This is 1978. Uh, second time, 111, and the third time, 114, but they put me in a room by myself. They thought I was cheating, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I kept getting a better score every time because I figured I must be doing something wrong. So I really, really studied those questions. But, uh, yeah, these kids are dumb. They don't know if anybody that knows world history and American history would never be a socialist. Never. And, brother, I'm going to leave you with that. God bless America. God bless you, ABL. Bye. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right, great call. And you guys are fantastic. Let's keep on rocking here. Let's go. 470, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony. Hey, it's Craig from Wild and Wacky Atlanta. How are you doing, sir? It's all good, man. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. You hear the violence? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hearing that in the background for sure. Yeah, nothing much has changed, man. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, yeah, the show's good. That train wreck, man. I'm really scared about it traveling south, hitting us in Tennessee and Georgia with the uh, the fumes, and everything in the air. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a problem because we're not getting much from the government. They're trying to like downplay it and not really say too much but we know it's going to be a problem and and we know we can't trust the government whatever they say all, all we could do is kind of, of like trust we, we, can only, we can only trust our eyes and ears and what we are able to witness yeah yeah it, it's just scary it brings back memories from uh chernobyl back in um 1986 i know it's not as nearly as bad you know this is uh way worse way way wor- less than that as far as danger is concerned but uh it's still very scary Oh, definitely. You know, fish dying instantly, animals getting sick and dying instantly. Wow. Super scary. As far as the Super Bowl is concerned, I did not watch that. I, I stayed in, you know, I, I worked that night. and uh, But I heard about the Black National Anthem. And, uh, wow. You know, sing. what was that song, Hold Up Every Voice and Sing? Or what was it? Lift Every Correct Voice. Me, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Yeah. That's, that's a nice song. But I don't think we should have a black national anthem. I really don't. To take the place of the national anthem. Yeah, because the thing is, you can have a song like that, but when you play it before a Super Bowl, all it does is say, hey, we're not all on the same page. And that's going to just cause conflict unnecessarily. Let's just be on the same page. It's just that simple. Let's have one song. No other songs, no black, white, Puerto Rican, Kenny Strike, nothing. None, no other, just one for everybody. Exactly, because as you mentioned earlier, it, once you have the Black National Anthem, then you're going to have to have the LGBTQ 
whatever, you know, national anthem. And then all these other, you know, anthems for all these marginalized groups or, you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. So it's, it's just not a good path to go down to. So anyway, all right, man, just wanted to say hello and, uh, <clears throat> thanks for taking my call. You, you stay, stay good. Take care. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. See you. Bye. All right, let's go ahead and go to so, five point three. Online, I'm speaking to. So anyway, five point three. Can you hear ABN? me? Yes, it is. Oh, hello. My name is Aaron. I live in Ohio. I was just kind of calling. I was just listening to the live stream and everything. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you start, hold on. Before you start, turn the stream off in the background for me, please. Yeah, I, I just turned it down. I just noticed that it looks like there's like a delay. Yeah, yeah, there is. So, you say you say you live in Ohio. Yeah, we're in southern part of Ohio, and from what some of the pictures that I've seen a lot. So I watch your show literally, almost, literally every single. You can even look at my history. I can share pictures. Like I watch your show every single day and keep up with everything that's going on. All the daily wires, every every point of view that's been sharing this. But like the timeline's like way off. If this happened on February third, that means on by the seventh when the the State of the Union address happened, he could have been addressing that completely. But it honestly seemed like nobody in that room even knew about it because of how vocal the State of the Union address was. Why didn't they talk about it? Nobody seemed to even know that it was even happening. And how and what I'm finding out and looking at through all the Fox News today that was just updated is saying that. It, Social media found out before anybody else. Wow. Like that's like they're ahead of the news. So like what I'm seeing is what just got shared today is a guy that was talking about. It seems like we literally just got so that movie that came out So most people are talking about the movie White Noise. But what about the movie Look Up? We were all distracted by an entire balloon while this was literally happening last week during this whole they literally let it float. They probably were keeping us literally looking at the sky, completely oblivious to what happened in Ohio, because it's actually really terrifying. Like, like that guy, that previous caller I was just listening to that's also in Ohio. Like this, it sounds horrible. Like our town has its own water purification system. So we're not that worried, but we are literally sitting on the Ohio river. It's a, there's a bridge that leads from my town to the other town. And like, I wanted to see if like how much information have you heard about that? You, I heard that at the beginning of your stream when you were talking about it, that you were saying that there was going to be a town hall with the Norfolk Southern, but they didn't show up. Yeah, yeah, that I think it, I think I think it was going to be the CEO of Norfolk Southern at the town hall, but he he did not show up. They kind of like pretty much yeah. canceled it because I think they know that they have a serious problem here. And they can't really do anything to make it not be a serious problem. And I think and there I, was a, I think there was an attempt to cover it up. It was like you said, the whole thing with the balloon was going on. And we literally were like looking up at the sky rather than on the ground or at the sky in one place, but not in the sky in another place where we should look where we had this big cloud well, like, go up in the sky. How could, how could I live here in Ohio and just now have heard about this? Like, literally, we only found out less than 48 hours ago. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. I mean... This, this, Actually, this, me this, and my, my wife are sitting here not only watching your stream, but we're also going ahead and looking through this movie. We actually have the movie going on our laptop, that white noise movie. Yeah. They're saying to the main character that this could be, like, 
And what was just announced on the news today that it's a 15 to 30 year thing that they could feel the effects of that. Yeah, they're okay right now, but they could like be really screwed in the future. And that's what Tucker Carlson is saying tonight, just like an hour ago. That's on, what's from what's on YouTube that they shared that, that they uh, from their news clippings. I think there's way more about this. And some people are saying that there's people to blame, but I think it's more about it's not really to blame. It's not like anything wanted this to happen, but it's more about we can blame the response of it. This response and nobody talking about it, finding out through social media, through TikTok, like this is mind blowing. And you know what? The thing about it is, this is not the first time. The whole thing with the balloon was social media. We found out that way because there was a, there was a photographer taking pictures of this guy randomly. I suppose he took a picture of the of the balloon and published it. Then the government came out and responded. If we didn't see the balloon from the photographer, then we probably just wouldn't have heard about it at all. Same thing with the Ohio yeah. situation. If not for the fact that we, the people, were talking about it putting on TikTok and whatnot, it wouldn't get much attention because there was no yeah, FEMA. You were, actually first, you were the first one to say something that I saw. Literally, you beat everybody to it. I can look, I have the timeline completely memorized. Uh, what's really crazy, though, is it's getting worse because now it's actually getting out there. And Governor DeWine's like, we used to like him, and I just re-voted for him. Like, And he, does, he seems like he's hanging himself to dry he did a million dollar lottery vaccination amount, but he can't help these people out in Palestine. But you know what? In his defense, a little bit, it's it's, it's totally beyond him because the wine, like these these corporations, at a certain point, run the country. Norfolk Southern is very pop, very powerful. They're more powerful than him. You can't really do anything about that, honestly. All all he can do is request the federal government come out there and and get FEMA on the scene because. As far as I know, there's no FEMA on the scene. There's no EPA out there really to help. They, they said they're testing homes, but they're not really helping. So all that he can do right now is request federal assistance. Beyond that, the whole thing with the railroad, that's kind of beyond his pay grade, in my opinion, in, in a realistic sense. Yeah, it is pretty crazy to think about. Too. And it's getting proven right now. Yes. They're, just, they're literally just in – there's nothing – like it's – literally proof that we vote for them for no reason because they're not even actually in control. It's it's kind of, I don't want to say no reason, but at a certain point they can't control what's happening right now. And it's really a shame. They should be able to control what's happening right now, but the wine can't. Yep. Well, thank you for talking to um, addressing and, and being on, on it a lot. We love your show and thanks for chatting with me. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. You have a good night. Same to you. Yeah, man. I mean, I try to just bring light to things that don't get a lot of attention from the media. And you know when things get covered up, when they don't want to talk about it too much, you know there's a reason why. There's a reason why because they know if you talk about it a lot, now they got to fix it. Or there's legal problems that might come up. They're talking about making people sign waivers, waiving their rights away so they can't even sue Norfolk Southern. Same thing was going on with the vaccine is going on with the vaccine and we're already seeing side effects. All right, Scott Caller, who am I speaking to? Hello, Skype Caller, can you hear me? Oh, hello. Oh, hi, ABL Stanny from the UK. How you doing? It's all good, man. What's happening? Yeah, good. Thanks for taking my call again. I appreciate it, mate. No problem. 
Yeah, so I just want to talk about a couple of those topics. So I'll probably just be repeating what other people said. So I apologize for that. Um, yeah, the a higher incident, man. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a disaster, man. Um, it's really kind of freaky, though. How like a we'll see, there was a movie about it, and then it happens after. I mean, um, ain't sort of ain't that meant to kind of happen the other way around where things happen and then a movie is made about it like after right <laughs> yeah it, that's the way it's supposed to be but lately i've been seeing movies that come out and then a little bit after that it'd be a real event that happens it's like they're telling us what the the script is yeah so the, the first thing i kind of thought was like what happens at the end of the movie does it have a good ending or a bad ending or <laughs> that's, that's a really good question uh hopefully there's a good ending that's that's what i hope yeah, obviously I've not seen it, but I probably will watch it now. Yeah, I don't want to, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, so you've not seen it yet, right? No, I've not seen it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so um, do, do the government sort of um, compensate, like, the people who have to sort of flee, who have to move out? Do they get help, any government assistance or? Um, I think Ohio was helping people with hotels right now. But I'm not sure if that's coming from the federal government or from Ohio itself. But I, I saw Mike DeWine, the governor, talking about that, how they are getting hotels. But aside from that, I don't know about any permanent solution. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, yeah, I hope if, yeah, fingers crossed all the people get looked after. And um, so what is it, 20 years, 30 years down the line, things will go back to normal, I'm guessing? Or? Well, I, I don't know. There's, there's no way to really know that. No, but I, I mean, with, sorry, I mean, with like the pollution in the air and the chemicals, is that sort of, it's difficult to sort of tell when things go back to normal in that sense or? You can't tell, really. I mean, they could put it, they can say that, I mean, they're saying right now that it's fine. I saw the guy from EPA say, oh, it's all good. They're testing way below normal levels and it's okay. But we can't, you can't really trust that because they said that before. They said that about 9-11, after 9-11 happened, they said that it was fine. You could, you could come back. And then years later, people got cancer and all kind of stuff. And then the same thing with Flint, Michigan. They said, oh, the water's okay. But it was not okay. So you can't really tell because you don't know. Same thing with the vaccine. Oh, it's totally fine. It's safe. Don't worry about it. Now we know there's serious side effects. So you can't really tell. Yeah, you know, I completely agree. Um, yeah, as for your poll, um, uh, yeah, my, my answer is no. I mean, I don't have any trust in all these governments anymore it's, it's like what you just said i mean there's so many evidence now where just lie after lie after lie i mean i don't know what you expect anymore from people right um right i mean they're sort of sending all your tax dollars to ukraine right if i'm not i mean correct me if i'm wrong but that's like all the money's going to ukraine it's all tax dollars isn't it yeah it's a lot of money going to ukraine you know but uh meanwhile there's a lot of people that right here that need help I mean, we could send money to Ukraine for weapons or whatever to fight the proxy war against Russia, but people right here in Ohio that are needing assistance right away are having to ask churches and local businesses to donate food to them because they can't get food from the federal government. Yeah, I mean, it's disgusting. I mean, that ain't like um, your, t your tax dollars. They're meant to go, I mean, they're meant to go into your, your own country, right? I mean, you're working in your, your country and then your tax dollars should go back into your own country, right? I mean... It's quite, it's quite, I mean, no one, no one signs off for this. No one says, oh yeah, yeah, you know, we're happy with our well, money going, going abroad to other countries. It's like, no one signs off on these, on these decisions, do they? Uh, they don't, no. Yeah, sorry. Um, and as for the, the Super Bowl, um, oh, sorry, I'll be quick. The Super Bowl, Black National Anthem, this is just my opinion. 
Um, I don't agree with it um, simply because, again, it's like I do. It's quite divisive. And then does does every other sort of um, group get their own anthem, like the Jewish community, Native Americans, the Latinos, the Mexicans, blah 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 blah? Does everyone get their anthem now? I mean, you'd have to start the show about three hours beforehand. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying because it, it never end. And the whole purpose, it defeats the whole purpose because the, the purpose is to have one song that unites all of us, not to have each, every group with their own individual thing. It just creates division, arguments, conflict for no reason. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just, and, and again, this is just my opinion again, even on, on, the, on the term African-American, I don't necessarily agree with that as well. Like you're, to me, like you're all Americans. You're just Americans. That's it. You're not. I mean, I'm Spanish and I'm English, but I don't refer to myself as a Spanish English. No one says, oh, look, there's that Spanish English guy. I mean, I'm just an English guy. I mean, it's just you're all Americans, whether you're white, brown, blue, who cares, right? And um, I think you need to use every opportunity to um, build relationships with each other and be united, not like divided. And again, it's just another thing that is like, oh, yeah, we should all be divided and argue and uh, whatnot. You know what I mean? Right on. Yeah. Um, sorry, mate. Yeah, I don't want to take up all the time. Um, thanks again for taking my call. Great show again. And yeah, take care, man. Thanks. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yeah. And to touch on that right quick, the term African-American was popularized or made to be mainstream in 1988 by Jesse Jackson. He declared that we all be called African-American. I'm not making it up. Like I'll show it for you. if you've not seen this particular article, I'll I'll show it to you right quick. Hold on one second. This is from AP, December twenty nine, December nineteen eighty eight. It says leaders say blacks want to be called African Americans. It's right here, nineteen eighty eight, December twentieth. And then Jesse Jackson, uh, said just as we were called color, just as we were called colored, but we're not that. And then Negro, but not that. To be called black is just as baseless. Jackson said at a news conference Monday after a meeting of black leaders. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I did not attend this meeting. I was not informed when I was a little boy alive during this particular time when they made that decision. I was not, I was not given, I was not briefed on this decision. So that's why they say African-American because Jesse Jackson in 1988. I'm serious for real, for real. That's what happened. All right, let's keep on going here. Let's go to 778. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? How's it going, man? Uh, Kelly uh, from Canada. All right, man. What's going on? Uh, not too much, man. Fucking, or uh, freaking, just let me know. Like, uh, out here, um, they're trying to do this thing where, um, you know how China has this, like, face ID thing? Where it's like, um, they make all your ID digital? Yeah, like the... Uh, Face software, they can, they can see your face, recognition software? Yeah, so like Trudeau's trying to put that in place here right now. And then um, we have one conservative fella going, um, he, he's running for the office uh, coming up. But um, he's, he said no, no, no to all that, right? But um, uh, Trudeau didn't even tell the public they're doing this. And um, they already implemented it. Um, I can email you something what they're saying. But um, the stuff they have on the information like just for your uh, digital ID is um, as far back as does he have herpes? Does he have uh, um, does he have access to fertilizer? Is one of the questions. 
it, it's insane what they're asking. Like, um, they want to know your last two years of um, money you've made. Um, it, it's insanity. And um, I'm just hoping that it doesn't go through because I'm not trying to be like living in a commie pinko kind of place. But um, let's just hope it doesn't go that way. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully we don't have that kind of problem. But um, I'm starting oh, man, to see. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to come over. <laughs> I'm trying to come down there in South Carolina or something. Like that. I, I hear you, man, because I, I'm hearing about some things in Canada going just completely crazy. You might be better off in the good old South. Oh man, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm just like uh, I'm scared of it, really, because um, Trudeau doesn't even tell the people what's going on, and all of a sudden it's like this new bill's passed, and then it's like, man, they they the the bill says, do you have um access to fertilizer is one of the questions on your digital ID, which is insane because, you know, what happened down, you know, with uh, Timothy, Timothy uh, you know what I mean, with the bombs and all that. Friggin', uh, that's what they're trying to talk about. Like, uh, do you have access to fertilizer? But on your ID, that's insane. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Like, just on your, yeah, trying to catch, like, a like a train somewhere, and then they're like, oh, well, this guy, um, it said his credit score is this, this, that, and the other. It's like, uh, before you know, those balloons will be outside your house and all this Oh Lord, um, just God bless USA and freaking God bless Canada, and let's just hope we all get out of this without, you know, too much repercussions. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, man. Take care. I right, know. Great call. Shout out to my man for the call. Already, Les. What's going on? Hey, Avia. How are you? It's all good. About yourself. A good, good. Let me tell you something, Ariel. So once your Saturday show finishes, we'll stay here uh, Sunday, Monday. I think by Tuesday we start itching like, oh, man, you know, I wish it was Wednesday so we could see ABL. <laughs> 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 we just love your show that much. But um, I wanted before this um, leaves my mind real quick, you actually was you were making a really great point with a previous caller where you said, why isn't this Ohio story, the derailment story, being um, very much more hyped up in the mainstream media? Um, think about it. Like, if this is this is obviously going to cause an environmental issue some way, somehow, okay? Why isn't the mainstream media, because they're all about the environment and they, they're on the, the Greta train and everything, why aren't they making it so known to the public? So now it's like what you said, and this is the same thing I thought. Like, because honestly, Abiel, I heard about the whole derailment when you brought out the video. I didn't hear about it anywhere else but with you. So it, it goes to now it's now it's kind of like, hmm, let's think real quick. Is, is it because it's kind of the same similar story about what's going on with the whole COVID vaccines? Oh, no, it's fine. Go take it. Oh, no, you know, just take it safe. You know, you're not going to get sick. Um, you, you know, everything's going to be fine. You, you you won't get COVID. It's going to prevent you from COVID. And then whatever the case was, we already know what's going on with the whole vaccines. But it started, there's, there's a huge similarity here. So now what I'm starting to think, ABL, I don't know how you would feel me even making this comment. Is this now tickling or this, <laughs> ironically, is this uh, now further proving to the American people in reality, not only what Bill Gates has been saying for so long, that his desire is to depopulate the, the population by 10 to 15 percent. Like, is, is this not really like you get what I'm saying? Like, is there really a huge uh, connection here now? Because 
it's not making any sense. It, it's insane. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It makes a lot of sense when you look at it from that perspective of there could be a, an ulterior motive here to execute certain plans, and they're not, they're not going to tell us these things. They're not going to broadcast that too much because they know these are things that are very unpopular that people don't really want to have happen. So they'll talk about, hey, get your vaccine because they can make money on that. It's a, it's a big grift over there with the vaccine, and that's also part of population control. But then when you have this this basically like dirty bomb that goes off in Ohio and it could impact mm-hmm. the big part of the United States. They, they, that's not something they really want to talk about too much. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I feel like sometimes with these things, I can't really put it out to words because, you know, a lot of ideas come to my mind as I hear all the information, but it's very, like I said, it's very, it's very odd um, because you know, this is something that the left would jump on quick. You know that for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That and I also so one two last things on that. So what I was hearing, I don't know if another caller previously commented on this as well, but um I I had came across an article where um about the whole derailment thing in, in Ohio happening. Of course there was dead animals, people are getting sick, and then journalists are being arrested out there. So that's kind of something like, hmm, I wonder why. Um further leaves us you know to to in reality like see it for what it is like is there something really like behind the scenes going on then um then there was this um i don't know if you remember who cash patel is yes so cash patel he came on the uh, benny show and i came across this article and uh, he actually stated on the show that i wouldn't be surprised and i quote it i wouldn't be surprised if it was a large scale infrastructure attack on our electric grid system, end quote. Mm. So very interesting things. That's what I'm saying. I don't think honestly, this wasn't an accident. Um, I think there's a little bit more than what we, what we really know right now. And I mean, only time can tell as the days go on and, and you know, the time progresses. So um, hopefully some more um, details come out. And then I wanted to also make a, a comment on the uh, Baltimore thing. I am not shocked yet shocked. I thought uh, Chicago public school systems were, were worse, but Baltimore takes the cake, ABL. It is sad. Um, I honestly, I, I, I have to point the fingers a little bit more on the parents in this situation, ABL, just because from a personal perspective, I've had, Uh, My oldest, she has uh, struggled a lot with math. And, you know, me as a parent, obviously, you know, I was concerned. It's her education, right? So I did whatever I possibly could so she can get on the right track with math from the beginning because I was there, you know, parent-teacher conferences and you had the school board meetings and, you know, and then again, you take that time as a parent to actually spend that time with your child to help them develop in any other area that they're struggling with, especially when you're talking about, you know, the, the school the school topic. So I, I found that uh, it's, I don't know how you can be a parent and not know that. I'm sorry. It's like what you said, really no report cards, but then yet again, you have these Xboxes, Playstations, you know, flat screen TVs, whatever the case is, new Jordans every, mm-hmm. you know, every month. And, and, and you don't know how your child academically is, is doing in school. Like, yeah, this is a huge uh, a parent dilemma. And this is why a lot of our students are suffering. I'm going to tell you guys a quick little personal story, ABL. And this is just um, to kind of further uh, put this together. So there was a time when I was in seventh grade. 
Uh, my parents had lost their jobs and um, we had to pretty much move in with uh, family and where the family was living at that school district wasn't all that. So my parents had to pull us out of um, Catholic school. We we're in Catholic school at the, at the time. And um, I went to the public school there. It was predominantly uh, black and ABL. The, it, it was it, even at that age, seventh grade, I could not believe that a lot of these students did not know how to do things that I learned in fourth, fifth grade. And, you know, these students were just acting like a fool, honestly, in class. Like they wouldn't settle down. The teacher couldn't even teach. Security guards were always getting called in. So, I mean, this has a lot to do with, you know, of, of some, some form of apparent absence. And a lot of the, the, the individuals, the students that I still remember that I recall that I became friends with, all of them were coming from single family parent homes or, you know, they were just being raised by grandma. So, I mean, it, it, it's sad, ABL, but I agree with you on this one 100 um, percent that it is the parents' fault. And one last thing, ABL, I told everybody about that Tesla story. <laughs> that last time I said it, I said I had to turn in my BMW. Um, I didn't know what car to get. And then I go test drive. A t I, I rented out a Tesla uh, for the day to see how I would like it, how it would drive, you know, how it would perform if I uh, if I charge it at home. Yep. Sure enough, I said it right. I think uh, what was it? Six, eight hours in charging and I only got like 13 percent. I was like, no, I'm done. I, I put the charger inside the trunk. I said, this is going back to uh, Hearst. Uh, car rentals, no more Tesla. And that was the end of that. But um, yeah, I, I don't think these electric cars are really that um, very well developed for them to even be in reality for us to be behind the wheel of those yet. Um, I would give it maybe another five to 10 years. Um, but as of right now, I wouldn't recommend anybody to be purchasing no type of electric vehicle. AB, I tell this to people all the time, the story, and they make fun of me. So this is it. This is the last time we bury it. RIP. No more Tesla stories. There, there you go. Right <laughs> on it. Thank you for your call. As always, Jeff, appreciate you. All right, AB. You have a good night. Uh, little pictures want to say bye. Bye. God bless. All right, now. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right. Shout out to you guys. Great call, as always, from Liz. You guys are fantastic as an audience. Uh, I got time for a couple more calls, I think. Let's go 434-658. There it is, 434-658-1220. And let's go to 504 in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. It's Alien Spaceship. All right, man. What's going on? All right. So I have some more information about the farming crisis. All righty. So, all right. So... There's this company called MID, and it's connected to China and Bill Gates and all those people that are trying to buy out the smaller farmers. And Georgia Peach was telling me that they were trying to buy her out and give her a lot of money for each acre. And they're attacking smaller farmers because and turn them against each other because this is how the Chinese want to take control over our food supply. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, they're already buying, um, they've already bought Smithfield Foods, and they probably have some other foods, that, companies that they purchase. So it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Right. And also uh, with diesel and propane, that is used to warm the houses for the chickens, and it's used for livestock. And China, the Chinese have demonized 
diesel and propane, and they want to get us on green energy because it would be harder for the farmers to keep up the food. It would just be impossible for them to do it with green energy. And this is one of the ways they're using to take the food supply and control the country. And they're using this through the left, of course. And I thought that was an interesting uh, thing I learned. Mm. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Right. Right. And, yeah, I don't really think the Teslas are reliable, you know, especially in a situation if you had a hurricane come through and it would knock out the power. Right. You wouldn't really be able to use it. Exactly. You're going to be right. in this. And if you got a, if you got a, not only the power situation, not being able to use it, but how are you going to, even if it was fully charged, what if you have any kind of uh, water, standing water, you're going to have a hard time getting that electric exactly. vehicle. You need, you need a big uh, gas guzzling uh, uh, four, four wheel drive truck. Right. Right. And yeah, cause I think, cause you know, the energy cars, yeah, I don't like them. I think it's unreliable. And this is another way the left is using to control us. They look like they're trying to help us, but they're trying to control us. Like with the cars or the energy or with the food, you control the people that way. That's right. Right. And, yeah, and I do think that the balloon could have been a distraction. And as I said, I don't know if the UFO sighting was some kind of false flag or if they're fighting each other up there that could, it could be that and you know whatnot and i already told you you know before and i don't know if it's aliens or not but it's probably one of the two other ones and with the kid you speak of at that school yeah that's just terrible you know it just the kids lack discipline and they lack a home life as you said before and i know people in the black community and yeah i definitely agree a lot of them were not given the proper structure at home of course absolutely And shout out to the callers, and they did really good calls tonight. And thank you for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, bye. All righty, Charles, man, for the call. I got time. Maybe one more. Let's try. Three one five. Don't lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, JBL, how you doing, bud? It's all good, man. What's happening? Uh, I can't believe you took my call. Well, first of all, I'm gonna say. Your show is amazing. It's it's refreshing to have someone tell the truth. Um, <clears throat> I was born in the seventies, and I pretty much obviously without you grow up and like there wasn't racism, you know. What I mean, no one even cared what color your skin was. I mean, all, they're just trying to pit us all against each other, so we're not thinking about what they're doing. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know. I'm so excited. I'm talking to you, man. <laughs> Um, the other thing is like <laughs> the like the border. What, what like what are we doing? We gotta we, we gotta like uh, protect our border, man. It's crazy. Like our military should be there. That's how crazy it is. Yeah, the border's but, wide yeah, open, and I think much. I think I think there's an ulterior motive there. I think they want to have the border wide open for a variety of reasons, but the main reason being they want to flood the market with a bunch of uh, cheap labor. And eventually, kind of use that to control us. I think. I think there's a a different, and then also it's a it's a political thing. A lot of people want the open borders because they think it's racist to not have it. So it's it's a political thing. A lot of money's behind it. Oh, definitely. Well, plus, like, it's like you. I was always taught don't you don't talk politics. Like I sold cars for a while, 
and you just religion, politics, you keep that out. You keep that out of your mind. You know, people don't want to talk about that stuff. And I think everyone's like consumed with that. And that's just where everyone's just like, you, you can't even like talk to anybody. You can't have a discussion. If, if you think I'm wrong, you're going to, people want to scream at you. <laughs> hmm. Right on. Like, like really, we're not a racist country. There's no way, man. I, if, if, if you don't like black people, you're just stupid because like I've hung, I'd rather hang out with black people than anybody. They're the more, most fun people to hang out with. Like who, who cares what color your skin is? I mean, really what it is, is all these old people in power and they just don't realize, like, they think the N word, like everyone's probably said that and not meant anything by it, but it's all these people in charge that just think that, you know, you're, you're racist. I mean, really the biggest problem is, we're Chinese and we don't even know it. <laughs> yeah, right on. But yeah, man, you you you're, you do a great job. I just wanted to, I can't believe I'm talking to you. Like I first saw you on, uh, I, I watched the old uh, Brandon Tatum show, Officer Tatum. Yeah. When he was doing a lot of things. And yeah, man. So I don't know, man. I think we just all need to wake up. We're all under attack and. Like, how can you have a country be $31 trillion in debt and we're all right with that? <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. I don't get it, but <laughs> definitely. Everybody needs their own gun because you got to protect your own. But peace to everyone in the chat. Love your neighbor. Love everybody. We're Americans. Remember that. Americans. Peace. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. All right, shout out to my man for the call. Let's, let's do one more. Okay, I got to have one more. All right, 813, you don't know who I'm going to speak to. Hey, uh, this is John calling. All right, man, what's going on? turn my thing down. There we go. All right, thanks for answering my call. I uh, just wanted to touch on a few things you were talking about. And uh, uh, the whole school thing that was going on up there and. uh Whatever that is. Um, I think it started back when Jesse Jackson had, uh, it's Jesse Jackson mentality. <clears throat> he had around 1981 uh, ish. He had a, uh, uh, he spoke at the NAACP and he told the black people to uh, not learn anything in school because he couldn't get them any money. <laughs> anyway, that was. That's crazy. Years ago. Uh, and the trans issues, that's basically just mental illness, mental illness. They just need to put them in their own place. Correct. And then eliminate them from being in schools. Then they'd have their own bathrooms. There, there you go. <clears throat> in their own school. In the uh, Super Bowl thing, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know what her name is, Rancy or Ronsy, Ranchy, Ronchy. I don't know, the singer. Rihanna? <laughs> you know. Yeah, she had a, my problem was with the, uh, the wardrobe. You okay. Know, she had a bean bag. She was wearing a bean bag. And, uh, you know, I was just waiting for her to show the wet spot. Hey, anyway, family, friendly, family, friendly, boss, family, friendly. All right. All right. Okay. The whole thing I got the problem with you is uh, electric cars. 
Okay. Uh, you're just way out in left field. Oh, is that right? <laughs> uh, yeah, Tesla basically is, you know, beginning the whole transition. And they have the infrastructure right now to charge them everything. Oh, is that right? You know, if you're on a road trip. If you're on a road trip. Okay. They got like 20,000 chargers in the U.S. Oh. They work. You plug it in, it works. Okay, uh, but what about like... You can't just unplug it. Now, how about like at you your house? locked in there. How about like at how your house where? or like at, like at your home? At your home, you buy a designated charger. It costs like 400 bucks. And you oh. mount it to your breaker panel. Breaker panel where? An electrician puts it in. What, what, if, what if you're living in an apartment? And, uh, well, I just use a supercharger network. So you, you gotta you can't I just go so, out and so, charge it. So, so you can't always go home. You gotta like go to a charger, and then how long does it take to charge? Yeah, uh, it takes about twenty minutes. At and a, I go at from a, at a, uh, at a, like at a, ten percent to eighty percent. At a, at, a, at a supercharger station, right? Like not at a regular charger. Like not yeah. not 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 at your house. Like even if you even if you could right, get even if you could get a charger. On your two forty volt or one hundred and twenty volt in your house, it wouldn't take twenty minutes. It'd take no, it'd some be, hours. It'd be a two. It'd be a two forty volt. It's sixty amps. You got to put a sixty amp breaker in. Yeah, and uh, it'll do it in about uh, a little less than an hour. One hour? Oh, okay. Uh, I've, I've heard different. I've heard like it would take like the entire night on a two forty. <laughs> well, if you had a hundred and ten volt thing, it takes days. Okay. You know, if you only got a fifteen amp circuit or something. Then it's only putting out 12 amps, which is, you know, you're only gaining about maybe six miles per hour. And, you know, my car is good for 350 miles. So, okay. you know, that's a long time, but you're going to have to wait for it to charge up. It'll take about two days. Now, it's me, I like 10 volt plug. Now, I drive sometimes in West Virginia where I was born. I got family up there. So what if you're up yeah. there and, you, and you're driving? Is it is it going to be a charging station everywhere? Like I might I might run out in the mountains, everywhere. even on top of the mountains, like in the, in the in the in the holler somewhere, in West Virginia. You, if you charge it up at night wherever you are, and you got a full charge, my car I got three hundred fifty miles, but I got the expensive one. Uh, the the least amount they've got if you buy one today is like two hundred and fifty miles range. So how far away is it from where you live? You live in Chattanooga, right? Yeah. So West Virginia, you're talking so, about a good, like, uh, seven hour drive. So it's like, it's more than 350 yeah. miles. Well, uh, and then it's it's some parts where I, I drive. Know. It's some parts where I drive where it's pretty rural. <coughs> My nephew has one. He's got a Model Three, and his wife drives it all over the country. Okay. Uh, her. Her daughter is into dance, and they're driving back and forth to New York, I'd say, at least twice a month. And uh, there's plenty of chargers. They charge up along the way. Okay. She leaves with a full charge from Atlanta. They live in Atlanta. Uh-huh. I have lots of family in Atlanta. But uh, I think you're pushing the wrong narrative with Tesla. The problem with these other chargers and the problem all these people have with the charging network if it's not Tesla, it's all the other cars trying to charge on what they call in all these other networks. So my, my, my issue, my, my issue was not with Tesla necessarily. It's about with electric vehicles. 
not just a company, just electric yeah. vehicles. Like my issue is if you want to have an electric vehicle, then go for it. But I don't like how the country is trying to make you do it. And I was talking about the whole thing about um, yeah. they, they say you can't have any gas stoves. Like they're, they're trying to make you abandon fossil fuels. Now, if you want to have an electric car, Tesla, whatever other EV you want, then go for it. But I want to keep my gas guzzler. I should be allowed to do that rather than be forced to go that route. Because if everybody in the country got an electric car, we're not ready for that yet. There's a lot of supercharging stations out there, but not enough to carry the entire country. <laughs> well, Tesla's been on their own on that. Uh, everybody's like poo-poo and Tesla. You know, they got some kind of narrative going on about them. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really care. I don't really care about Tesla at all. My whole thing is with electric vehicles and trying to make everybody get it. The company is relevant to me. Anybody else having that opinion is not even important. My thing is with the electric vehicles in general, not Tesla. <laughs> well, what I was getting at is they, uh, they're trying to set up a supercharger network, but most of the gas stations, they don't want to have anything to do with the electricity, right? They're selling gas. They don't want to have to buy electric car kind of thing. Okay. So, so where people are normally getting gas and stuff where they're driving their car to, none of those places are having Teslas. I know you probably noticed that. Yeah. There's I no mean, chargers and gas stations. Well, that's not, that's not necessarily true. I was at a Bucky's. They have, um, they have gas and they have electric. Well, that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. But what yeah, I'm saying is it's uh, not, it's not, you can't just, store, hold right? on, hold on. It's not it's not true that all gas stations are the same. I think a lot of them are going to be like that, but not all of them. But that's not even really up to the gas station. That's up to the Tesla or whatever company. That's, that's up to them to do that. The government, Tesla, or whatever. But the point is, we're not there yet. We don't have a system set up like gas stations everywhere where you could just go down the street and it's a gas station and you could fill up. That does not exist right now for electric vehicles. So when we're trying to push electric vehicles onto America, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense to do it right now when we don't have that kind of thing exactly. set up for everybody in the country. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate I you. I was a mechanic for like 30 years. So right. Right on. I'm with you, man. Master mechanic. That's where I, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, and I don't trust the government narrative. I, I got you. I got you, but I'm sorry. I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm at the end of my show. So thank you for your call, man. Right. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, ABL. Appreciate All right, it. No problem. Bye. All right, a shout out to the caller. But that'll be a wrap for me. I went a little overtime here. You guys are fantastic. I'll be back live again on Saturday, of course. And I'll be here throughout the week doing my pre-recorded videos about whatever's going on. Thank y'all again for being here, for uh, watching, for tweeting, super chatting. Uh, whatever you're doing, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're watching me or listening to me, pardon me, on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, etc., please give me a five-star rating or review, whatever you can. I most certainly appreciate it. And that'll be a wrap for the show. I got super chats to read right quick. Then i wrap it on up, put the bone top. Oh, thank you to the mods, keeping the trolls in the chat. We saw quite a few of those tonight. So thank you for that. I really, really appreciate you. It means the world to me. Let's read. Um, let me see. Uh... Where was I? Where did I leave off? Thank you to Mom Bear, who says those dirty journalists probably aren't boosted. Thank you to Bina or Bina, who says 
Kamala was talking about water shortage and a week later, water is possibly contaminated in a few states. Tell us exactly what they're going to do next. They, yeah, they, they tell us what they're going to do next. Right. Uh, take it to mom bear who says it, I wasn't distracted by balloons. I was wondering how we put a man on the moon, 1969 yet pooping our pants about balloons in 2023. Well, Thank you to Philip Wooten who says, why is no one mentioning the intercontinental ballistic missile USA launched the other in the Pacific Ocean near North Korea and China? What, the other day? I don't know about that. What I do know is that we missed with one of our missiles that were used to shoot down the um, the balloons. And they said, from what I was reading, they said that those missiles cost $400,000 each. Why? I don't know. Think of the Sherry Kurt who says, I know I'm not going to be called on tonight, but I believe there is one thing we can all get behind, and that's the Bill of Rights. I hope we can discuss that in the future. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. But if you have an issue getting on the line, just let me know your um, area code in the chat, and I'll try to get you on my best, the best I can. Thank you to Cal Denson who says, I have a Tesla Model 3 long-range dual motor. I have a charger at home, but it takes eight hours to charge. Exactly. I know it wasn't no hour. <laughs> And that, is that on a 240 volt? I would have presumed so. If it's on a 120, you'd be, you'd be there the entire week trying to charge that. It's like trying to charge your phone with, uh, uh, it's like, it's like trying to charge your car with a phone charger. In California, we have superchargers, but during the day, it's expensive to charge because of the grid. Exactly. And that's something else to train on the grid. Let's talk about how you can have a network set up of electric charging, but if everybody's on it, how is that really going to work? It takes time to charge, number one. And number two is going to be a strain on the grid. And how are you going to power the grid? See, we're not prepared for electric vehicles all over the U.S. Gas, you already got the whole thing set up. It's easy. You got plenty of gas stations. It doesn't take much to just pump the gas until your car is simple. Electric, much different. All right. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you got a 240 volt line in your house, but you have to make your 240 be available to the charger. Most of your 240 volt is going to be in your um, washer dryer, and not everybody has a, a house. I live in the house, but I stay in the apartment before too, and there's no way you can have no 240 volt outside of an apartment unless you have like a charging station that's set up outside of your complex where it's communal, everybody uses it. And if you have an apartment complex with like 300 units, you're not going to have 300 um, stations. So it just, it doesn't make any sense. I put a 240 volt in my garage if I want an electric vehicle. I had it custom when I, when I built the house. I put a 240 in there right in a certain spot. But that's usually not going to be in your garage. A random 240 volt on the wall in your garage. You got to make that happen. So you got to, wire your house a certain kind of way to have that actually be right there. If you have a house, which you probably might not have a house that, that you own because you can't make it no electrical changes to a house you rent and definitely not an apartment or a condo or a townhouse. You can't do that because you're going to need a garage. And then you have the issue with the batteries blowing up. Do you want that in your garage? I don't know about that. And it's going to take time. So I rather would just have, my regular gas car. Give me a big uh, gas guzzling truck and then my little four banger uh, to get around the city and fit in tight spaces. It's easy. 
It's simple. But that'll be a wrap for you guys. have been fantastic as always. I'll be back live again, I said, on Saturday and throughout the week doing my pre-recorded. But until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.